You have been well trained, my young apprentice. They will be no match for you. So, Brent, we've been steeped in Star Wars lore for a while mm-hmm. now and, uh, you know, been rewatching the series and stuff. And today we're going to jump right back into that. But um, also I had a, a very cool announcement of uh, a new Star Wars viewer. So my nephew called me the other day and said he's a Star Wars fan now. That, that's great words to me, obviously, for my nephew. Yeah. I, I guess I realize now, like, I never really talked to him that much about Star Wars. He's into other things, so I just kind of talked to him about whatever he's into already. Minecraft mm-hmm. or Ninjago. It, he's the one you've mentioned before. He's into mm-hmm. horror, and he likes um, Halloween horror. a lot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The one, yeah, mm-hmm. he's into, he makes his own haunted houses, super into horror. So, yeah, we've kind of yeah. focused on that, I guess, for years. Good point. Um, and then, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, really into Star Wars now. And I was like, awesome. Tell me what's going on. And Brent... I, I just texted you that I, I wanted to tell you about this on the show, but I didn't tell you yeah. anything he said, right? No, 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 nothing. So this is so much fun. Okay. He has, okay, so he's, I think he just turned 12, like uh, two weeks ago. Okay. If I remember right. He, um, he is new, brand new to the Star Wars universe, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited because you, you know, Brent, I think, I think you and I had talked about how, um, like your version of Star Wars coming into it later with the new trilogy versus like mm-hmm. my version of Star Wars versus like my brother Danny's version of Star Wars where he like grew up watching them like in theaters and stuff like there's right. so many different ways to to watch them and like depending on when you were born and what you watched first like it can change things I had always heard like younger kids today really like the prequels and I could understand that a little bit um, so that's like one of the questions I asked him we'll get to that but um, I was like yeah what was your like how did you get into it what was your viewing order so he I was looking forward to like his young person point of view anyway but oh my god yeah. this kid did something I, I can't even believe oh he, boy he went to a birthday party and they ended up going to Rise of Skywalker so his first what? Star Wars movie <laughs> ever was Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Okay. And then immediately he went home and watched all of the other episodes in a row from one to eight in Holy a week. Holy shit. Incredible. So I was like, okay, let's break this down. I was like, so what you just did, you have one of the most unique views in the world because <laughs> what you did is you watched the ninth part of a, a series mm. where Palpatine comes back. And then he went back and watched everything as a prequel series to the rise of Palpatine. Holy shit. That's how I'm envisioning this. I was like, in his mind, he saw this creepy old fuck come back out of nowhere and people just talk about him like he was a thing, but he has no clue who this guy is. And then he goes back and sees him as a a senator move into a chancellor in episode one. What a crazy viewing. So I was like, that's insane. And I fucking love it. Yeah. So crazy. And then, um, so I asked him some other questions. So I was like, all right, number one, like, did you know that Darth Vader was Luke's father? And he was like, yeah. I mean, that's like, he's like, I know that line. Everybody knows that line, right? Sure, yeah. Um, So I was like, yeah, I wondered, like, what would that do to you? Because you already know what's going on. 
And uh, yeah, he was like, it wasn't like that big of a deal. You know, he just kind of knew it. Um, so it just kind of went into the story. But also he watched, you know, from one through, you know, the new, like uh, the original trilogy and stuff. So he, all those reveals were kind of, you know, played out differently um, than like watching them and then going to do the prequels. So he was really stoked about the prequels. Specifically, he kept mentioning over and over again. He was like, it's like the rise of Darth Vader. Of course it's awesome. And I was like, man, I can't, I can't really argue with that. Like if, if you're a kid and whatever, and you're just watching it and like his viewing style of this is so weird, but like, he's really into like Darth Vader and stuff. So he was like, that was awesome. And I yeah. was like, okay, well, what did you think of the prequel? Like, what was your favorite trilogy of them? Cause I actually thought he would like the new ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, ah, the prequels, they're like my favorite. And I was like, you yeah. know what? That's okay. So I was like, tell yeah. me about it. You know, I was like, well, what did you think of Jar Jar Binks? And he was like, oh my God, he's so funny. <laughs> and immediately he launched into a, you know, a Jar Jar impression. Yeah, whatever. And he was cracking up and stuff. And I was like, all right. So he actually kind of uh, informed my viewing because I, I talked to him before I rewatched episode one this weekend. And uh, it actually kind of helped episode one. Be okay. better to me, I sure. think, because I watched it through his eyes a little bit, and I was like, I'll, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and mention that because I'll forget it later on. <clears throat> Christian is super into uh, to Harry Potter and okay. like the books and the, the movies and the whole world and everything. And I was like, when I rewatched episode one, which came out in 99, he is a fan of uh, the Harry Potter stuff, which came out, the movies came out in 2001. So I was like, okay. John Williams did the score for both of them. Um, they're very similar. Uh, I think it was like a, an era for him that sounded kind of similar. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and some of the effects, like in, in the first Harry Potter movie, are not that great, but they're still like, you just move past them because it's that era and it's fine. Like when Harry's on the broom or whatever flying around. And I was like, you know, to Christian, he grew up with that series and those effects changing over time. And I think that he could probably watch Star Wars Episode One and be like, this looks like in my mind and I could see it in his mind like it looks similar to like the effects of that era and it's fine and the characters are just as goofy as Harry Potter like I, I can see that bridge for him um, mm-hmm. that it would be like why he would like it um, and I was like given his age and stuff I kept telling him like I liked episode one when I first saw it when I was a kid because I was about his age um, and then I was like you know over time like that the prequels just they're not as good blah 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 and he was like, you know, whatever. But I was like, uh, we'll see as you grow up. I'm curious, you know, if he keeps liking the series and stuff. But and at like, this point, you were screaming at him over the phone. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did tell uh, my brother Danny, because Christian, might, uh, he was like, I'm going to call Danny, too. Because I was like, you should talk to him because he's what, who got me into Star Wars and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And whenever I told Danny that this is kind of how it shaped up, Danny was like, we failed him. Um, and, and our sister, his mom failed him that, uh, she should have you know, made him watch things in a row, but I'm like, you know, he got into it his own way. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. the beauty of star Wars or any, any great series, you know, that just draws people in. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. And one last thing. <laughs> so fucking funny. I'm t- I'm trying to like, you know, it's the first time he and I've talked about it. I'm throwing all these different phrases and like facts and canon and what Adam, whatever. And at one point I'm like, well, yeah, you know, George Lucas, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're uh, talking and stuff. And then he's like, so who's George Lucas? 
And I was like, I lost it. I was like, oh my God, we have so much to talk about. I was like, he's the creator. He's all of this, whatever. And then yeah. we talked about how sort of like, a, I don't remember if it was Austin or whatever, I think brought it up, the uh, mm-hmm. a creator that makes something people love so much that they hate you for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I was telling Christian, like, and he knew a little bit about, like, people not liking the prequels and stuff, and I was trying to explain, like, yeah, it's just not, like, what people were expecting, and it's, like, it felt different, and the effects weren't that great, and the story was kind of weird, and blah, 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 and he was like, well, I, I don't know why, you know, people should just love him, and, like, I don't understand why people hate him. He should be mm-hmm. able to do whatever he wants with it. And I was like, I can't argue with you, man. Like, <laughs> you're completely right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And I, I, when I was talking to him and trying to explain to him who George Lucas is, it, I was like, God, there is a lot of love. If you're going to explain it to someone who's new to Star Wars, like my usual like annoyance at George Lucas for what he did with the prequels, whatever, I was like, I, it all went away. And I was yeah. like, how could I say anything but nice things about the creator of one of my favorite franchises in history? And yeah, one of the greatest yeah. pieces of lore that I've ever experienced. So mm-hmm. it really, uh, Christian really helped me out with that. So it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, it's a, a unique take, a unique entry into Star Wars totally. uh, for him. It's like somebody going to see Avengers Endgame. They're right? like, huh, okay. <laughs> Who are all these people? And then going back to watch the, the previous, <laughs> what, 20 something movies? It could kind of work, though. I mean, I mean you, yeah. You're going to lose a lot, but like, that's an interesting point. It's like, who are these 65 people? I'm going to go watch a series about all of them, you know, like, but technically you probably could do it. You'd be lost, but it's a, it's a way to, to go. I don't know. So interesting though. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, so he, he went back and he watched, well, I guess he watched all nine episodes Mm -hmm. in the course of a week. Is that right? Basically. Yeah. For the first time. Damn, that's that's intense. Did he rewatch any of them or did he after that? I don't think so. Um, OK, we did talk about I was curious if he would be into because he likes cartoons and stuff, obviously. Um, yeah. Like the Clone Wars and all that kind of stuff. And, and Rebels. Um, yeah. I also brought up um, if I asked him if he was a comic book reader. I didn't know if like any of his friends were or whatever. And he said, no, he's never read one. So I was wondering, oh Brent, I was like, it'd be cool to make him like a pack of of comic books that he might be into. Uh, but right. I told him about the Star Wars ones that we had kind of picked up for a little bit. And I was like, it's just cool to get more adventures with those people, you know, and it's, yeah. and some of it's really rad. And, um, so I've been trying to mention comic books to him a little bit. I figured I'd get him early more yeah. like, more like you than me who got him as an adult. And I'm like, man, I missed out on a lot, you know? Right. <laughs> Cause I think be, he could be really into it. There's so much out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, he, uh, he hasn't watched anything but the film so far, and I think just the one time for the first time, nine and then one through eight. Wow. <laughs> Do you know if he's going to get into like Rogue One and Solo? And uh, so the- it's funny because I asked him about it. And he was I think he had heard of them already because he was like, yeah, I, like he didn't seem interested as much. Like he was like, I, I didn't I, he might have seen actually part of he said something about seeing part of Solo, I think. So maybe this isn't like his first, first Star Wars entry, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think he watched the full thing. He said that he uh, didn't like really care for, for either of those or whatever, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be you know, curious to if he got into to more of it. Basically, I told him like, this is gonna open up an entirely new part of our conversation. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's been uh, texting and calling me lately. We've been you know talking about Halloween stuff or whatever a lot, but now I was like, oh, if we can talk Star Wars, man, that's a whole new avenue. Like, call yeah. me every day. We have a lot to talk about. You know? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, of course, now he needs to watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. I did tell uh, him about that. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh, boy. 
I told it because he likes Chewbacca. And okay. I was like, well, if you like Chewbacca, there's a whole holiday special about him <laughs> and his treehouse and stuff. I made it sound like really good at first. And then I was like, oh, but it's terrible. But he loves, Christian loves YouTube like any kid does, right? Christian yeah. has three different YouTube channels himself. Damn. Um, yeah. Uh, Haunted HCP Halloween. I'll throw those out there. Plug him a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, there's like Christian, Christian Cook Gaming, CC Gaming, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he uh, he's big on YouTube. So I was like, well, it's on. That's like the only place to see it because George Lucas mm-hmm. tried to destroy it. So it's like you could find it next year for for you know the holidays. You should totally watch it. Yeah. So we'll see if I can get him uh, over the next next year. I need to keep hammering it in. Like you love Star Wars, so mm-hmm. that he uh, doesn't just leave this fandom right now. You know. So yeah, for I gotta real, keep yeah. it fresh in his mind. Man. So what yeah, a, what a crazy viewing order. Crazy viewing, but, and hey, nothing you know what? It. It, it sounds like it worked. I, there's something in episode yep. nine that he was like, "What? I need more of this." Oh, there's eight previous yeah, right. <laughs> chapters of the story. Okay, and I gotta admit, since I, I'm I'm coming up with my own like nunchuck order, like we've talked mm-hmm. about, you know, like my right. viewing, I think is uh, I'm so into Star Wars right now. I really I'm kind of burnt out, but I'm also kind of so into it yeah. that my new order I think is gonna be. Four, five, two, three, six, like we did, the, the machete mm-hmm. order. Seven, eight, nine, nine again, because that's what I did. <laughs> then one. And I, now I'm going to do the prequel trilogy again, Brent. Are you really? my plan okay. with Solo and Rogue One. Okay. Snuck in there um, where they're supposed to go, you know, and then leading into the new thing. Because essentially... I'm trying to rewatch it now that I've talked to him, and I'm like, okay, so I, I, you know, finished the series, watched nine twice, and then going back to watch episode one was very interesting to me, given my theories about how this whole thing works now, mm-hmm. um, and watching it through Christian's eyes and being like, okay, what, what, what would happen if you just watched nine and then went back to this? Yep. And it was kind of fascinating. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more when we're actually into the show because. We're however many minutes into this already, and Brent, what do you just say we get in there right now? Sure. And we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. The only podcast able to answer the question, can just any dumbass have a podcast? Yeah, of course, yes. You can do it. Make one. Do it. Somewhat, uh, a friend of mine the other day was walking by at work and uh, I surprised her. I saw her from behind and she freaked out because we hadn't seen each other in a while. And she was walking with another friend and she was like, oh, my God, Stephen, we're going to start a podcast. And, I, and then she was like, he has a podcast. And the girl was like, oh, really? And I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, it's not that cool. Um, it doesn't mean much. Like anybody can do it. You guys can do it. Go for it. Sure. I'll tell you how. It's fine. It's easy. <laughs> What's their podcast going to be about? I don't know yet. Uh, they were they were on their way to lunch. So we only got to talk briefly. Yeah. But uh, I'm intrigued. They had some idea. And you know, podcasts are fun because there's just so much variety. So there's a lot of it out there. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to say, because it's in front of me, it was going to be a, a Gargoyles uh, cartoon TV show podcast. I don't know them that well to, to say mm-hmm. that they like Gargoyles. But um, I'm just going to throw it out there. That's what I would like to hear from them. You know what? Anyone who has seen Gargoyles loves Gargoyles. That is a fact. Yep. So Wow, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that as a fact. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and and it, evidently it's picking up steam being on Disney+. Plus. You know, people Kick are ass. going back to it, sometimes yeah. experiencing it for the first time. Oh. You know, I think that was Disney's first, like, uh, young men's, like, 
action adventure series. And of mm. course, you know, girls liked it as well. But Disney for a long time, especially before acquiring Marvel and Star Wars, they didn't have a uh, a big or as much success mm-hmm. as they've had with uh, girls and the Disney princesses and yeah. those type of things. So uh, the Gargoyles, man, it was on and popping back in the day. It's so good. Uh, I really need to get back into watching it again. I'm, a, I'm mm-hmm. about to lose my Disney Plus subscription. I'm trying to trying to give it up for a month and see how it goes. But, um, mm-hmm. but man, it's just that show is just fucking stellar. Um, it is, yeah. I don't remember if I talked about this. There's still one episode. I don't know where it is. Um, where one of the the older the older gargoyle meets like an old blind man and uh oh, yeah. he doesn't know he's a gargoyle so they just have like a conversation basically and i always thought it was the coolest thing that like there's so, there's so much prejudice against them in the show and then he was so accepting there's like so many cool weird aspects and that that has stuck with me that episode since i was a fucking little kid just about two old dudes like talking and not being prejudiced, like what a weird thing, you know, to like hold on to. But I've always remembered that episode, and uh, yeah, it's just a fucking stellar show. That's that's something actually Christian would be into. I would think I had to tell him about that one, see if he's ever watched that, because there's uh, a lot from my youth I would love for him to watch. But he's got his own new mm-hmm. stuff, you know. But that's what if he has one that he watched, that's the one I would want him to watch, you know. Hell yeah, it's just hell so yeah. Good. Um, he was voiced by Ed Asner, that uh, the older gargoyle. Oh, he did a lot of, a lot of animated voices. Yeah. yeah, he did a voice of like some villain in uh, the Captain Planet cartoon. Ooh, Captain and, Planet. Yeah, and then I think he was uh, he was the voice of uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man oh, really? '90s cartoon. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I can uh, I can picture it for the the old gargoyle guy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can kind of hear that now or whatever, but it's voice mm-hmm. acting. Like you, you know, those people a lot more, I think than I do generally, like, you know, their names and stuff, um, mm-hmm. for different and characters. You, you refuse to learn any of them. I refuse. Cause they're because, not really people. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely they're not, not really people and they're not really actors. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you've said, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, what do they even do? They sit in a room and talk. I don't know. Fucking ridiculous. I guess. Who's going to pay them? That's for that? what we're doing right now. Yeah. Am I a, an actor? No. Clearly, they're not really either. Um, or are we? Is it possible? Oh, my God. Steven, let me ask you this. I know it doesn't, isn't something we technically do on the show, mm-hmm. but let's say we, hypothetically, let's say we uh, spitball a conversation on this that's entirely made up, but we just treated it as reality. Mm-hmm. Could that be considered acting? I'm not saying we do that, you know, hmm. especially if you listen to the outtakes today, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> would that be considered acting? I think that you do some voice work on here. You do a lot of uh, characters of your own and uh, and also other characters in pop culture. And um, I think we come up with stories sometimes, you know, that uh, could be considered writing even. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we act them out. And, um, Britt, can I, can I go ahead and reveal to them? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and do okay. it. Um, We're doing it. These are, <laughs> these are characters. This isn't me and Brent, um, because actually, uh, my name's Brent, and uh, your name is Steven. Yeah. And we've actually been playing each other this whole time. Right, right. It's very true. Uh, When I was Steven, play the character, Brent, it's just, uh, you know, really, you can't tell, but I really do space work walking around. You have. You do that sometimes. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> you get into the moment. You need more right. like room. 
but yeah um so yeah i yes basically we are actors without money or sag cards but um mm-hmm. and we haven't tried to get either of those ever but um i hear it's nice per diem yeah. and all <laughs> i'll never forget whenever you got your new microphone i was like steven no that's a mic Oh, man. And, of course, we, you were in character. <laughs> yes, Stephen. That's right, because I am Brett. It's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. Um, all I want to hear from you now is the... <laughs> oh, did. Oh, did. <laughs> the... I can't do it at all, but the... The dad. Now, Brent... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Stephen. Mm. That was a New Zealand accent. Oh, what are you doing now? I'm clearly Australian. <laughs> South African, got it. Wait, hold on. Let me get my son that was born in a different part of the world. Hello, dead. My dad is dead. Is that what you want me to say? My dad is dead. I'm yeah, going to be dead. Okay, got to go. Bye. Good on your son. Hold this boomerang <laughs> for me. Thank you. <laughs> and now back into character. Zip. Oh, wow. I just blacked out what happened. Um, we were talking about Australian wildlife or wildfire relief. Yeah. If you could just send your support over <clears throat> over there. Mm-hmm. Not here. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, not here. No. Ooh, Brent, uh, this has been a wild ride already today. And I'm Mr. Just... Toad was there. Wait, what? <laughs> Mr. Toad's wild ride? Isn't that a thing? I, I think, uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Hey, I think the, uh, I don't know if this is in the outtakes or not, but mm. the you'll be hissed, you'll be hissed, you'll be history. Oh, I yeah, think that's what? from The Wizard of Oz, right? I think it is. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Man, yeah, I think that was in the outtakes. You did say that, and then we were both like, what, what the fuck was that from? Yeah. Sounded and so now if, you're, if you, listener, are like, what are they talking about? I guess you'll just have to listen to the outtakes. You have to. It's, we're forcing unless, you. Unless we edited it into this part oh, of it. Oh, man. Wow. What it maybe will be. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> Look, we don't know where the dividing line is, yeah. okay? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I like to, we'll be like, oh, we're like so many minutes into this episode. And that's always nope. got to be wrong because we're going to edit all kinds of shit out uh, oh, yeah. before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know it. We just don't yeah. don't account for it. Yeah. Because until post, which we do very little of anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. You know what? Mm, maybe George Lucas is right. Mm, why <laughs> fix things in post? Again, I think this is a conversation from the outtakes. Ah, oh, fuck. It's all merging together. Uh-oh. It was un- unsatisfying. You know, it's all one narrative, really. The outtakes, it's it's all canon. You got you to gotta take it all together. If you, re- if you really think about it, yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all part of one thing. You kind of leaned into your Australian for a second there. I thought you were uh, going back into it. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> crikey. 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 Yep. Wombat. Wombat. Okay. I think I'm thinking better. Did I ever tell you uh, I have a friend named James who's from England? Yeah, but uh, he's he's here now. And I met him. I, I think I met, mentioned part of this, but when I met him, he uh, he just speaks like an American. Like you can't really tell. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't believe him that he was from there. But 
when I did finally see his green card and I was like, okay, you are from England. I was, I asked him about, uh, I was like, do you guys see twat all the time? I love that word. It's so great. Like you twat. It's great. And he's like, yeah, but we, we say twat. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hmm, I don't like that as much. <laughs> it doesn't sound good to an American then, accent, you know? Then you went to his kitchen and found all of his tea packets and threw it in water. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, bitch. Scared him straight in the face. <laughs> Going back to my fucking days in Boston, bro. Fucking tea party, bitch. Call me a twat now, yo. <laughs> park the car and hide the car. I'll tell you, well, you can park your car. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry about Harry and... And Megan, oh my god, oh, just drop some more tea in there, oh. fucking Ivan. <laughs> Brady rules. <laughs> the laces were out. <laughs> Deep cut, I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're about to twats, basically. Yeah. It just doesn't sound nearly as cool unless it's a, a British accent that says that. I, I totally buy it, mm-hmm. but whenever I say it, it just doesn't have the, the same oomph. Yeah, you know that I that I need when I when I'm calling someone a, a, a twat. Yeah, that was kind of a twat, bro. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I guess I see how it came over. Mm-hmm. You know, like but I I feel like the Boston accent doesn't really sound like an English accent, mm-hmm. but I feel like twat converts kinda, pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, has that little yeah. stank on it. Yeah, kind of fits. Bro, do you see that well that washed up on the fucking harbor? Dude, it's a, you can tell it's a girl. You can see it's fucking twat. Yeah, see, it works. It makes sense. It works. Oh, man. How'd, how'd you know it was there? Oh, I walked inside. Yeah. <laughs> I walked inside. There was a the gift shop. <laughs> what do they sell? Dude, I'm so fucking glad you asked, bro. So, I walked in. You know, like, back in the fucking day, you'd go to a fucking book fair. Oh, yeah. they had these fucking dinosaur erasers, bro. Oh, man. You put them on your fucking pen, mm-hmm. on your pencil, pencil topper. Yep. You got some of those? I got some of those. I bought some uh, pencils that have, have that fucking uh, fluorescent uh, coating on it. It has some... Uh, Looks like fucking uh, chariot dogs <laughs> on there. And then, uh, of course, I brought, bought a life-size uh, cardboard cutout of uh, fucking Tom Brady, bro. <laughs> wow, they had that in, in the whale. In yeah, the whale's vagina. Yeah. yeah, as I fucking walked out, there was a couple of fucking limeys looking at me. Oh, man. And they, they were carrying a box of fucking Lipton, so I threw it in the fucking harbor. <laughs> I love the idea that to this day in Boston, if you are English and walking around and you have tea, they will just take it from you and throw it in water, the nearest water they can. I, I like that this actually happens in the world. <laughs> the fucking tea? This is a tea-free fucking stay, bro. Man, that really like endears me to that to them, even though I have nothing against mm-hmm. anybody from England. You know, I feel like we're very much allies and have been for a long time, but there's still something about the tea. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big Tea Party Republican, obviously. Oh, yeah. As we talk about a lot on the show, I think any of my <laughs> views, you can obviously see that I'm a Tea Party Republican. Uh, very into religion. <laughs> deeply. Deeply. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't realize uh, how much I also liked dumping tea in water. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? So I think maybe that's where Lipton's got the idea. It's like 
Well, hell, we keep making these fucking tea bags, and uh, these people in Boston keep throwing them in the water. Mm. Well, I declare, we gotta find something to do with this. Uh, sir, can we just put them in a bag? George Lucas, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, sir, yeah, and this before I uh, did American graffiti. Anyway, can we uh, put them in bags and you can just like steep them in the water? <laughs> I declare, I almost built my mint julep. <laughs> Well, I'm so delighted by that idea. Let's do that. I like and that's the how they came up with the Lipton tea bags. You just like dunk in the water. Wow, that's where that's where it came from. It, All thanks to George Lucas, American mm-hmm. invention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're we're calling it now. Yeah, yeah, because we write the history books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we're a depressing country. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> people are like, no, we've had tea in Asia for fucking centuries. No, 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 no. It came from England. We mm-hmm. dumped it. We made tea bags. Yeah. And then we we were the ones that decided to put some dried out tea leaves in a dryer sheet, staple it together, <laughs> tie a tampon string on it, and then put it over the side of a cup. We did that. Fuck you guys. A America. <laughs> we did it. All us. I love the way you said America. Mm-hmm. Man, I like that a lot. Um, That's right. We're the best. Um, Clearly. Obviously. So, Brent, we have so much to talk about today, mm-hmm. and we're like, I'm going to say an hour and a half into the show already. <laughs> we don't know what outtakes are going to be, but we've been recording for days. Uh, so, so why don't you say we jump into these uh, these uh, mini discussions? Sure, sure. M- these mini mini discussions. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Homonyms rule. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. So let's let's kick it off. Do you have a the a way to gauge? Mm. I don't know. Let's say eighty two seconds. Do you have a way to put that on the clock? Uh yes, I do. Here we go. Here we go. Eighty seconds going. Okay. So the twenty twenty Oscar nominations were announced earlier this week and uh there were nominations for um those awards. So back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well Brent, um uh Joker got more nominations than any other movie this year at eleven. Well, he should. Jared Leto is a great actor, so it's not surprising <laughs> that he would be the one to nab that nomination. Sure. Of course, his appearance in Suicide Squad was, well, bad. Mm. But um, it's great to see that DC is just keeping things consistent. They're behind him, making sure that he gets nominated for the award. So that's I, cool. I actually would watch a movie in which a meta interpretation of the joker in which jared leto signed on as the joker got turned into that hot topic joker his career took a Mm -hmm. dive and jared leto plays himself turning into joaquin phoenix turning into the joker so it's a you know he made a movie that that stank got angry turned into the very thing that he hated in a better movie i guess as what i've heard joker is than suicide squad and uh, I think that could work, you know? I'd watch that. Yeah. I mean, it would almost have to be better. Um, that said, I'm not uh, super interested in uh, knowing where the Joker came from. I know. Um, I know. I don't, uh, I don't care. I don't, I don't, uh, 
even for villains I like, like I'm a big Spider-Man fan, I don't need to see a uh, villain-centric movie. Venom, mm. a little bit different. He's kind of like an anti-hero. Sometimes he's the hero of his mm. own story. But I don't need to see a uh, standalone like Green Goblin movie or something to that effect. Totally. But, uh, you know, maybe it works sometimes. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I'm just exhausted by the thought of seeing it. But <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the main reason I bring up the nominees is because I know you are a, mm. uh, a huge movie fan and you typically like to uh, watch the, the Best Picture yep. nominees or as many of them as you can before the awards uh, show itself. You said that's your Super Bowl. Yep. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I uh, have really just been talking this whole time, waiting for the Variety website to come up. Uh, <laughs> I've got a hyperlink on our show script here I could, to I where I could pull up the stuff. Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. If you've, if you've, you want like the best pictures, we don't have to yeah, talk that about would, all that'd of it. That'd be, but. that'd be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got uh, best picture nominees are Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Dawn of Justice. Yep. Okay. Bringing back in Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course. It actually, is one movie Ford v Ferrari, v Ferrari, Dawn of Justice, colon Joker, is one movie, but they had to split it in two because it was going to take yeah. all the awards. Mm-hmm. Um, the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women. Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Okay. So it's a, a very interesting list. There's lots of different stuff on there. I've heard great things mm-hmm. about Parasite, but I have no idea what it's about. Same. And I kind of yeah. like that. I Yeah, I'm going right. to go into it as Sweet. blind as I can. Awesome. Much like the, uh, the man that uh, Ed Asner Gargoyle speaks to in the episode of Gargoyles. Damn straight. Full on blind. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see how that works Way out. Way to play it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, Irishman and Marriage Story are both Netflix films. Netflix was the top studio nominated at the Oscars this year for the first time. Uh, for like the studio. most amount of the awards, most amount, mm-hmm. yeah, nominated, now, which is, is pretty crazy. Is Irishman? Is that that uh, Martin Scorsese superhero movie that yes. uses CGI heavily? <laughs> the de aging tech from Marvel, uh huh. Yeah, and it has a super long running time. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Obviously, totally different than. Uh, the superhero movies. Sure. Yeah. I would like mm-hmm. to watch Scorsese after all this, you know, stuff, whatever that he was talking mm-hmm. about, uh, make a superhero movie where it is just De Niro just walking around with an angry face, just punching people. And that, and he <laughs> yeah, is right. just Irish man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the Irishman yet. Um, yeah. I've heard two things from two different people. Uh, my brother, Danny, and then a, a new manager at work. Um, both said, man, it's, it's really long. Um, mm-hmm. like I watched the first two hours and I, I couldn't finish it. I tried multiple times. I heard that from two different people, the exact same yeah. thing that they just can't finish the last hour. So I'm, I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by it. Um, I'm intrigued by a lot of these. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm upset that I, you and I both just don't really care for the Joker origin story. And now I feel like I'm kind of forced to watch it for the Oscars. Okay. Um, like I, I want to enough. It's not like I, I would just skip it if I really wanted to, but it's the most nominated this year. It's going to be in so many fucking categories. I really right. want to have seen it to be like, does it deserve anything here at all? And, uh, and it might, I, as I told my wife the other day, I'm mad about it because it, it might be good. I just don't care. And like given our <laughs> climate right now, from what yeah. I've heard about it being like basically like a, just a white guy who gets fed up and goes on a rampage i'm just like there's enough of that happening in the real world i don't need to see mm-hmm. it and um so i don't know i just don't really care for all that but it it might be good i think joaquin phoenix is an amazing actor he might be really good but it's also really weird to think back to heath ledger's performance was just you know uh, i guess 12 years ago now 
and that was so iconic. 2008? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Damn. Wow. Um, which is also like a good amount of time, but it's like that was so crazy. He was so good in that role. I don't want to give it up yet to another best actor performance. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, we were, I feel like we were just lamenting the fact that Dark Knight wasn't nominated for best picture that year. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Heath Ledger got the Oscar posthumous, posthumously. I've never been able to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now we're here and Joker gets the most nominations. It's like, what a crazy world. A lot of progress for his superhero movies, but this is the one that did it. Fuck. Right. You know, <laughs> just upset. Just upset. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued enough by a lot of the nominees. 1917 has been like winning everything. So that's been mm-hmm. kind of a juggernaut. I didn't expect uh, kind of late in the game, but, um, yeah, I, I really want to see Jojo rabbit. The little women I hear is amazing. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. I was just commenting to my wife last night. We saw a commercial for little women mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it had come out already, but whenever we went to oh, go yeah. see, I think it was the Rise of Skywalker. They had a trailer for Little Women, and as it was playing, I was like, huh, this kind of reminds me of Little Women, like thinking of the movie from back in the, was it like the 90s, I think? Yeah, yeah. And then I I didn't realize they were making a remake or anything Uh like that, but as I was watching, I was like, wow, this seems really good. So um, I don't know if if, uh, we're going to go out to theaters to see it or Mm -hmm. or what, but I am interested in seeing it. I have seen Marriage Story. I watched that on Netflix. Okay. Holy shit, man. That's, yeah. Watch that by yourself. Yeah. Watch it by yourself. (laughs) You and Amanda have a great marriage, but watch it by yourself because there's going to be some shit that gets drudged up. You don't need that kind of stress. Did you you watch it alone? Yeah, look, my wife doesn't like Scarlett Johansson anyway, so I I don't think I could convince her to watch it regardless, but... There is some stuff that comes up where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm with you. And that's, that happens to like both characters, both the, uh, uh-huh. the, the wife and the husband, um, to where you um, get uh, bits of their perspective and, mm-hmm. and see everything crumble down. But uh, it is uh, funnier than I thought. There's mm-hmm. uh, moments of levity in there that okay. uh, I was surprised by. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was outstanding. Yeah. I, it's one of those like uh, I've heard it's really good. I like both of those actors. Um, I wasn't a Scarlett Johansson fan for a long time, but she really won me over over the years uh, as Black mm-hmm. Widow and other roles. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, the fact that they actually brought in Kylo Ren and did this spinoff is crazy, um, and I love that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, yeah. He, he uses the lightsaber. He does. Like, you've probably seen the trailer, but yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's he does. That's cool. It's enough. Yeah, he does those mm-hmm. freak out moments in bedrooms and yeah. stuff where he's just thrashing around with it. They, they get into a, a big blowout fight, mm-hmm. and so whenever you see the Black Widow trailer and it has her falling through the debris, uh, debris that's falling through mm-hmm. the sky, that's from Marriage Story. Oh, wow. So that's they're all connected. Story. Yeah. And she has, like, short blonde hair in the movie uh-huh. until, I mean, honestly, the end where you see all that stuff going going down. So Well, yeah. I love, too, that, uh, you know, there's a... When, when Disney bought Star Wars and they had uh, Marvel and all that stuff, there was like, you know, we could do a crossover. Like, Pat Oswalt famously did a uh, crossover pitch on Parks and Rec as a filibuster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knew that Netflix's mm. marriage story was the connecting tissue for those universes? Look, he also pitched in that meeting that the Fox uh, X-Men movies would cross That's over right. with Marvel. And look, that came true. Yep. That's all, it's all happening. Oh, yeah. Mm. Interesting. It, it can all be done. Um, so yeah, I uh, I like that this is you know a superhero movie that that mm-hmm. sells it for me. It's kind of also you know we're getting that uh, that sitcom or I, I guess you could say that that marriage story of mm-hmm. uh, WandaVision. 
You know, this is right. kind of a, a prequel to that, maybe. You know, kind of the same mm-hmm. vein of, of bringing in domestic issues to uh, superhero life. So, they're very various. true. Phase four of Marvel's just blown it out of the water, really, already mm-hmm. out the gate. You know, we didn't know where they were going. We didn't know they were going to domestic issues. Nobody mm-hmm. saw it coming. So, well, I mean, on the other side of the fence, I've heard that uh, they're going to do the Joker sequel, but it is going to feature Irish Man from the Scorsese <laughs> film. Wow. Uh, De Niro is in both, so he's the connective tissue, awesome. you know? So, but yeah, it'll, I think it's fair to say, whenever you see a, a man show up with a big shamrock on his face, it's going to go down in uh, Joker 2. So, I was a little, little of, uh, you know, uh, uh, set secrets, you know, from oh, me. Oh, cool, yeah. From your boy, you know. From your boy. Yeah. I uh, was trying to think of the logo that Irishman would have. You make total sense mm-hmm. now that it would be uh, a, a clover, but uh, I was just mm-hmm. thinking the words fuck you on their chest mm-hmm. uh, could suffice as well. But maybe mm-hmm. it's just a tagline, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like Batman, like, pow! Yeah. It's like when he punches people, his fist says fuck you. There's uh All right. I don't want to get it mm-hmm. deep into spoilers, you know. I did. I didn't want to put some information out there, but I can tell you, as I've you know have been living in an, uh, an apartment building outside of where they're filming Joker Two mm-hmm. right this very moment, and uh, I have seen and, and taken taken photos of, and I'll you know I'll put this online, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, under a an alias, but you know, for our listeners, our loyal listeners, I'll I'll tell you that uh, I've I've seen. I've seen them film a scene where the Joker is sitting outside of a cafe in his his garb. Mm -hmm. Of course, a classic maroon Joker suit that we're all familiar with from every comic story we've ever (laughs) read, every movie we've ever experienced. He wears maroon, of course, right. So we we see him sitting outside of a cafe, carnage all around him. He's sipping some tea. Mm -hmm. And then Irishman (laughs) steps in the frame. Is that fucking tea, bro? Takes the tea from the Joker, <laughs> runs with it like the 1966 Batman holding the bomb over his head. Oh, nice. Yeah. Takes it, throws it in the fucking Boston Harbor. I can't, I don't know. I can't do that. Uh-huh. But he throws it in the Boston Harbor. Joker erupts. And that's when they finish uh, filming for the day. So I don't know how it's going to end, but, you know, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Man. So Joker v. Irishman. Oh, that's the Donna- sequel. Dawn of Harbor, yeah. Dawn of Harbor. Excellent. Mm-hmm. See, the if you think about it, like, the harbor is really a character in the movie, mm-hmm. okay? It doesn't, it doesn't have any lines, and it doesn't change at all, and it's yeah. really just a setting, but it's really, it's, if you think about it, it's, it's really a character in the story. It's like New York I, in the in stories whenever they're, they film there. It's yeah. like people are like, it's a character. Yeah, I get you. It's, it's, it's a character. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a character yeah, yeah. because I'm out of words. I don't know how to use words. So it's a character in the film. Stephen, that is one of the things I hate the most and it's something I've been thinking about specifically <laughs> like this past week uh-huh. is I hate when people say a setting is a character oh, in the film. interesting. Like I get what they're they're going for uh-huh. but no. Like what's <laughs> what's the character storyline? Like does the character change? <laughs> Like they go to sleep in New York and they wake up and it's fucking El Paso, Texas. All of a sudden, they had hmm. some character growth overnight. They really changed their ways. What if there was a movie set in New York? I hear that that's the character all the time, right? Um, yeah. And they they go through their plot and stuff, and it's basically about how a lot of external forces are forcing the character that we're watching, you know, go through their trials and tribulations. Um, 
and we're like, man, yeah, like the universe is kind of against them. And then it's set in New York. They're all the way around. People are like, yeah, it's kind of a character. But at the very end of the movie, it zooms back up Google Earth view of Manhattan. And it starts to like, and it was alive the whole time pushing this guy around. <laughs> Brent, it is a character. Fuck it. It's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in this version, it would be like its own, um, Ego, the Living Planet. Yes, um, Guardians Two. Good, good way to say it. Yeah. Okay. But just Manhattan. I mean, that, could, that could work. But you know, until you see I that, I guess it works. I guess it works in Guardians Two, right? Mm-hmm. Because the yeah. the setting of uh, the planet uh, Ego, mm-hmm. I guess. It I don't is know. a character. Yeah. Is that what it's called? It literally is a character in yep. the movie. Man. See, so sometimes, but you have to be very specific about it to hash the actually yeah. be a character. That right. I'm down with that. I feel like I have said that in the past, though. I'm afraid to tell you. I feel like I've said, like, uh, New York is a character in a, in various movies. So um, I'll try to. I mean, that's that's okay. That it's a it's a hill I've recently decided to die on. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so you know, just going forward, just know you will um, be. I I, I I will be angrily wrong <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, so guys. Um, We've been using this timer, this little sand timer, to, to keep us on track, and that was 80 seconds. We nailed it. Got Perfect. It. 82. 82. Yeah, but just, just there those last two. We need those. Yeah. We needed those for the ego talk. Um, so we've also got the next one, which is uh, in addition to Oscar nominations, they also revealed the inductees into the 2020 Hard Rock, or I'm sorry, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm. uh class or whatever so we've got the doobie brothers we've got depeche mode we've got the notorious big t-rex whitney houston and nine inch nails so the voter pool was more than 1,000 artists historians journalists and members of the music industry uh who selected the new class which is interesting because i never really understood how they put Mm -hmm. those different classes together um i assume all the information has already always been out there i just never bothered to look into it but uh, i did it because i was going to talk about it on this episode and that's how the fudge is made um so fans were also able to vote online and at the uh, rock and roll museum itself in cleveland ohio um so i wanted to put this on here Mm. specifically because um nine inch nails were previously nominated in uh <clears throat> Damn. I'm losing my voice. Uh, Nine Inch Nails was previously nominated in 2015 and 2016, but it's only now in 2020 mm. when they're getting inducted. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying mm. to think. What was the difference? Uh, 2015, 2016, back to back. Okay. Seems like they would have gone in there if they didn't get it in 2015. Certainly 2016, mm-hmm. right? It's the follow up year. Maybe fix the error. But what happened? What happened? Jeez. So it's early 2020 right now when we're getting this information. <laughs> so it seems like something in late 2019 would have had to happen. Hmm. Huh. Anything happened? Like, no. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I guess they, like, Nine Inch Nails proper, nothing really. But, like, of course, you know, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, they did the Watchmen soundtrack. But that wasn't under Nine Inch Nails. That was under hmm. mm-hmm. their names individually. Oh, you know what? I think I heard... A podcast. A podcast? A podcast, I say, where <laughs> I think it was like two super handsome hosts had a third ultra handsome host With a huge where they discussed dick. Nine Inch Nails, um, I think, a legendary album 
the downward spiral. What was the name of it? Oh, yeah, it was Let's Talk About Stuff. We had David Hopkins on the podcast. And now, only now, huh? Nine Inch Nails is getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, class of 2020. Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay, Trent Reznor, I guess we'll accept your thanks at the inductee yep. ceremony. So, you know, we'll keep our ears peeled for that. Back to you. You're welcome, T Rent. That's, That's what right. I call him. Fuck yeah. Crikey. <laughs> it really stems from us. We have done this before. We have willed RC Cola back into the world. True. And started showing up everywhere after we started talking about it. Preach it. Um, Carl still hasn't gotten his blue check mark, but that's okay. We heard. But that's only because yeah. Twitter discontinued. That's not a. It's not our thing. There being you know. a bunch of twats. Yeah, about absolutely. Fuck it, twats, bro. Yeah, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, now we've we've spoken Nine Inch Nails into existence uh, at the uh, or to the uh, uh, to be inducted into the Rock right. and Roll Hall, Hall, Hall of Fame. That was us. Yeah. And I mean, they might have done some work too by doing the music. You know, but um, but I feel like we're the ones that brought it to the forefront, yeah. kept it at, at the front of people's memories. People okay? forgot about them. So, yeah, the, the album had been out for 25 years at the time mm-hmm. we recorded it. You know, OK, 25 years and like six months or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. we did it late. But because we did it late, it was so close to, you know, oh. like when they release Oscar uh-huh. worthy movies close to totally. nomination time. It's at the forefront of their brains. Yep. We've done it. Me, you, David Hopkins. You know, have you told him yet? Oh, he's aware. He's aware. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I feel really like good about this. I don't think we have to finish the show. No, we already did our work. Stephen, we've only we still have like half the time in your timer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We're done at this point with with this. I haven't so, like, flipped it twice at all. No. So why would you? No. Why would you need to? Wouldn't need to exactly because we're not going to talk yeah. about this for very long. Eighty seconds. Forty. Forty-four seconds. Yep. In and we've given you all the information. I we're clearly. Just, yeah, it's all us, you know. We're just shooting the shit look, now. And look, we're we're not even like, uh, you know, braggarts. Nope. You know, we're just time it out. real. Yep. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to the uh, next what topic. Okay. And when I was like, timer's done. Stop talking. Move. Next topic. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> You're gonna start screeching into the microphone. Yep. So, um, on the next one. There's a new Bloodshot trailer. Um, at the time we recorded the last episode where we talked about the original Bloodshot, I guess, teaser trailer, mm. we had no idea they were going to release a new one. And then I get to uh, to one of my nerd websites on Monday morning. <laughs> I see, oh, of new course. Bloodshot trailer announced. I'm like, what the, what the hell? So, Stephen, have you seen this newest trailer? I, I have to apologize. I totally forgot. I watched the other okay. of the next one. But uh, I haven't seen this okay. this new one. I haven't I'm, seen this one. I'm curious. Yeah, what are the what are the differences? Or uh, it's it not going you? to sell you okay. on anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I was watching it, and especially toward the end of that new trailer, I was like, okay, so I guess they're kind of like doing like they're changing him to where he looks somewhat similar to the oh, comics, okay. where he's got like the the white skin. But uh, the movie still looks mediocre as fuck. Yeah. As I was getting toward the end of the trailer, I was like, man, this reminds me of uh, the Venom trailer. And I was like, Venom. Oh, that was a Sony movie as well. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, nope. And then speaking of Venom for the next one, too, they're, they're, they're hitting it on all cylinders over at Sony, <laughs> um, as we'll talk about. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see this trailer then just for, like, the white skin, if they're, if they're trying to aim for that a little bit. Maybe they had some fan backlash. They tried to do a sonic redesign on him. 
I don't I don't know if it's that or if they were working on the Dominic Toretto uh, skin CGI mm. um, for the character, but yeah, interesting. So, um, yeah, yeah, and just it's a weird premise. I, I I would hope that it maybe it would be one of those like fun silly movies to put on like a Sunday afternoon. That's just like a, a bad mm-hmm. kind of you know sci-fi action movie or whatever with nanobots that make you survive everything, and it's yeah. diesel heavy. You know, like that that sounds like a fun Sunday afternoon movie, but it definitely has not gotten me excited to go to the theater for it. It feels like just another no, like yeah. shitty like series they're trying to to get going or whatever you know another yeah. another franchise under his belt but um it's like dude you're already you're already Groot Toretto you know <laughs> right, leave some for the rest of us <laughs> that's <laughs> right you've got Groot you've yeah. got Dominic Toretto you've got the original pacifier that's okay <laughs> that's the big three triple X eh, I guess yeah there you go I thought there was like a new one of those coming out too or something. Maybe there was. Uh, I think they had one a year or two ago. Wow, yeah. I've never been in that Oh, you know series. what? Man, I think it was 2017 when that newest XXX movie Crazy. came out. Yeah. So. Well, I did not have a XXX throwdown with that. Nope. That's a uh, baby got back quote. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> Hell yeah. Steven, <laughs> I was pretty proud genius. Of you know what? Next time you're here, you can rat battle the HOA <laughs> okay, lady. Yeah. I'll help you out. Yeah. I should have stepped yeah, in. Sure. I apologize about yeah. that. Um, yeah. I was too busy being excited about Rex's chicken, Brent. It's all oh, I want yeah. in this goddamn world right now, and yes, I can't have it. simply wonderful. Yeah. My wife and I, were uh, trying to maintain our diets for the new year mm. and staying away. It's so close we to drive you. Past it. Yeah, we That's drive tough. past it on our way to grocery shop every week, and we just avert our, our gaze and go home and just eat celery so yep that's good <laughs> just money you go like get lawn chairs and just sit across the street and just eat celery and just watch people walk in just watch it yeah and walk out yeah. fatter with like grease hanging down their their bibs yeah um and you know it's people think celery tastes plain but you know after you have enough tears stream down your face <laughs> and and pick up the oils off your skin and just sure. you know hit the celery it, it you know it, it tastes it tastes uh, wetter, so that's <laughs> as everybody likes their that. celery to taste. Yeah, yeah, just sopping wet. Yeah, oh, sopping yeah. wet celery. That's delicious. If it's the mm. floppier, the better. <laughs> oh, that's what I. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. All right, so let's move on to the the next trailer at hand. Like you had mentioned, it's a uh, yet another Sony movie. Mm-hmm. This time, Morbius, based on the Spider-Man universe characters or character. Um, there's a character from the uh, animated series back in the 90s as well, mm-hmm. where it was a, a kid-friendly show, so he couldn't uh, crave blood, but he did <laughs> He did crave plasma. Oh. Do you remember that at all? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I did not and he remember had, that. Uh, he had, like, little, like, suction cup things on his hands uh-huh. because they didn't want him, like, biting it in one's neck, so he oh. would just, like, suck the plasma plasma out of their their bodies that way but they're still I mean, gonna still, die right yeah I mean, like, more or less <laughs> but it's just the plasma so he's like it's essentially like when you donate plasma uh so i guess mm-hmm. he siphons it Puts it, it takes like three hours he just sits there make sure they're comfortable ask them if there's a movie they want to put on totally and then uh if it's like me the one time i donated plasma you pick a movie that you're simply not into immediately mm. and you just sit there and you Deal freeze <laughs> And yeah, it's it's uh, it was torture. I used to get plasma, and I would just read books, and it was it was lovely. People would just leave me alone. They gave me money afterwards, and mm-hmm. uh, it was all right. I didn't mind it. But I I watched um, Twelve Monkeys. What the, an uh, interesting Bruce, choice, Brent. 
<laughs> the Bruce Willis vehicle. Yeah. They had a, uh, a, a series of DVDs back there. And uh, they're like, yeah, go pick a movie and, and uh, throw it in there and somebody will be along to get this going Wait, for you. Where, where are you at that they have like a series of DVDs and you choose a movie and you go into a room and give something? Are you sure this wasn't a different donation clinic? Yeah, it, it was at an abandoned Circuit City. Okay. Um, I went in there. Sure. And uh, yeah. On 71st? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 71st in Tulsa. I remember that. Um, yeah. Um, so. I, I like the idea that you go to a... <laughs> a sperm clinic thinking it's a plasma donation place and look through the dvds and they have like a it's like back to our sluts nine and mm-hmm. uh we got like all these other uh we got three titty titles uh mm-hmm. oh bruce willis hmm never seen the uh, 12 monkeys before yeah but that- i was curious you know <laughs> yeah. i heard a lot of good things they had started that tv show about it i was like oh maybe i'll watch the uh the movie it's based <laughs> off of or it spins out of so of course i jerked off to it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but then yeah then they hooked up both my arms. They said I had worked out my blood pressure oh, enough sure. to where I was good to go. So yeah. You're like, you can uh-huh. pump more out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's when you realized it wasn't a private room. No, yeah. It was... It, if you can picture a waiting room, that's essentially what it looked like. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, whatever. So it's like... Um, I, didn't, I didn't have to watch me do it, so... And in an abandoned uh, Circuit City, I'm imagining, like, when a Halloween Express moves in, and there's just, like, curtains everywhere to block... <laughs> You know, they kind of make it a tiny store in the front of the store. Is that is that the the kind of gist of this thing? That's the gist of it, but without the curtains. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And it was also a Halloween store. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm trying to think. I remember people being scared. Okay. Um, Sure. I don't remember (laughs) there being like uh, costumes and everything. Um, But yeah, there there were people walking around with like body tarps on. Oh wow. um, For whatever reason. So yeah. There was a guy who was, uh, now that I think about it, there was a guy dressed as a janitor mopping the floors constantly. Huh. Um, so, something like he was mumbling something to himself about uh, people cranking off in his lobby, but <laughs> I, th- I think otherwise it was just like, I think it was like a costume. I don't know. It was like a character I didn't, like I got the reference uh-huh, kind of, uh-huh. but I didn't know what movie or TV show it was from. But, yeah. Um, like he, Wizard of he Oz did. I, I think he might have been like a local actor too, because he seemed like really disgruntled. So he's playing the part well. But Tim Blake Nelson was it? Yeah, him? I think it was. Yep. I think it was. I was like, is that the leader <laughs> from the Incredible Hulk movie? <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. But anyways, yeah. When I left, my car was keyed. Um, mm. But I think it was unrelated, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But he did have a lot of keys on his his he's janitor, uh, his uniform. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I doubt it. Was Did you look anyway. at the key mark on your car? Could you tell if it was like a bathroom key? That would probably get a dead giveaway. I couldn't tell that, but my the the engraving on my car did say "Stop jizzing on my floors, you bitch." <laughs> um, but I think that was honestly with uh-huh. me. That could have been anywhere. So that's true. Arby's. Now, I may, it was on my passenger side, so I may have just not like noticed it. Oh, for, for a, a while. long time. Yeah. Yeah, so. that makes sense. But you know. Look, when I go into Olive Garden, I do what I want. <laughs> so, all you can eat breadsticks and jerk it off in the lobby. Look, it's just gonna fuel my fire. Okay, <laughs> I need to get hungry up in here. Okay, need to work up an appetite. <laughs> yeah, look, my forearm is tired. Okay, I got a second round in me. Hey, Brent, it's gonna muster the strength. So, what do you think of the Morbius trailer? <laughs> so, all that said. Uh, We're the still Morbius at 44 trailer, seconds. 
<laughs> Morbius trailer also <laughs> also has a doctor in it. He's a sickly doctor. Okay. Uh-huh. He's got some type of uh, disease. He's trying to cure it. Doesn't uh, have a way to do it. He's kind of going through experimentations, but he's doing it to make sure other people who develop that disease don't have to suffer like he is. Mm. Compelling premise. Okay. Sure. Movie doesn't look good. Nope. But I am. I, I do like that story. Uh, I, after the trailer came out, I texted uh, my friend Ross, who's also mm-hmm. co-hosted on uh, on this very episode or this very podcast. Mm-hmm. He's. Uh, I said uh, you know, I'm, I'm compelled by the premise, and he was like, "Yeah, but that's like ninety percent of Spider-Man's villains have that premise." I'm like, "Yeah, damn, you're right." <laughs> so. <laughs> It is a lot of size-based uh, characters, and he was like, yeah, like... Like Doc Ock is doing... Like yeah. the lizard, you know, oh, that's uh-huh, a, the uh-huh. most compelling version of that is a guy who lost his arm and, you know, is trying to do it better, and he has a family, and yep. it fucks with his family, so I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah, you're right. Yeah, fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> look, the, the movie itself, like, I don't know, like, I'm of, of two minds of it, because I'm such a, a Spider-Man fan yep. that I, I want it to be good, but also I'm like... I kind of want it to be bad, so Sony's just like, well, fuck, we don't just give it back to Marvel. I don't know. We're losing money at this point. When it started off from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home and right. Venom, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, okay. That's like the turnoff for me, right? Like That's when yeah, you're like, right. oh, it's that part of the studio system that mm-hmm. it's not the Marvel Studios that brought this. <sighs> so there's a, a part in this trailer... So where are we at? Like 53 seconds now? Yeah, we got time. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, there's a part of this trailer where Morbius is wearing, uh, he's got like an orange uh, uh, jumpsuit on. Uh, uh-huh. So he's either a prisoner or, or the 10th member of Slipknot. Am I right? <laughs> I'm very happy with that. So he's walking past an, uh, or walking through an alleyway, and there's a poster in the background of Spider-Man, and it says murderer spray painted on it. Mm. Except the weirdness of it is it's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man costume with the raised webbing uh, on it. Okay. Someone so said like, Wait. something about, like, what universe is this in? And I didn't know why. Yeah. I didn't connect that. Uh, yeah. I only saw it once, so. So, oh, I, I studied it. Yeah. Uh, I saw that poster. I was like, wait a minute. I went back. I, you know, I did that thing where I have a bunch of like uh, documents up on my wall. And I've got the red string that connects everything oh, together sure. yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Totally normal. So, and also this was in an Olive Garden. So I, look, I, I like to wild out a bit when I go, because you know, when I'm there in family, I, I just treat it as my own home. Uh, so, I, you know, <laughs> right. jerk off. When you make family. Psych- yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That's that's weird enough. So I'm like, oh, so does this take place in like the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider Verse? Yeah. Or what? Because it, it's filmed differently. It seems like a more modern uh-huh. film. So the the aesthetics are a little bit different. Yeah. But then as the movie progresses, or I'm sorry, the trailer progresses, uh, it has the title, and as a lot of movies do, there's a little scene before it actually ends. We see him walk past Michael Keaton. Yeah. And while his character hasn't been released and he doesn't say anything to indicate that he's playing the vulture, Mm. I feel like that's what Sony wants us to believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, like Sony's sitting back there. Hey, guys. (laughs) You see that? We got uh, Michael Keaton in this. Is he playing the vulture? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Ashes a cigar onto a chihuahua. You're fucking oh. assholes, right? Uh. Yeah. 
But, uh, I guess it could be. I think. But how come you have the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Huh? I don't know, man. <laughs> Fuck. I fell my way up right up this ladder. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm not a fan of any of this stuff. I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't know which version of Superman that is. I don't know. I think uh, Michael Keaton is actually reprising his role from Birdman. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, That'd be cool. And that's really going to be the connection because I don't know if you've seen Birdman. I saw it once and I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he's a Spider-Man villain as well. That makes sense. Yeah. So don't don't look that up and don't watch Birdman. But if you imagine that you see him here and it is Birdman, it has to be. Okay. A Spider-Man villain. So he as he was uh, saying hi to Morbius, there was a uh, uh, loud jazz music playing behind him. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. There you go. Yeah. And, sure. it was, and it's all shot in one take. They really all one going take with it, all of it with this. Every bit of it. Well, I uh, I did watch this trailer the other day and mm-hmm. I've forgotten most of it by now because um, seeing from the studio that brought you Venom, I was just like, yeah, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> and uh, and it, from the trailer that I saw, it delivered on that front. <laughs> so. <laughs> like, did the promise deliver? Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah technically, yeah. yeah you have to give it to him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. but um, And we got Jared Leto up in this biz now. Hot. Interesting. Off of his run as yep. the best Joker. Yep, exactly. Um mm-hmm. And I would be okay with them, like, maybe, like, you just see his collar slip, and he just has one of those tattoos, like, you know, from, from his Joker, kind of under mm-hmm. the under the shirt there. And A couple of the ha-has. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember really was there. I blocked anything yeah. out with that, because yeah. um, it's weird and terrifying. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this doesn't, you know, you and I are not big fans of the uh, Sony versions. And, you know, we, we obviously, we like the, the new versions because of the Marvel influence and stuff, but but alone, mm-hmm. Sony has not done a very good job with their superhero franchises, and this does not make me want to see this one either. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I was curious though. W- one last thing, I guess, on this is um, I do like vampires. Going through it, I couldn't tell if mm-hmm. he is just a vampire essentially with this, but uh, I don't know much about the Morbius character. So, if yeah. this did look good. Like, would you be excited about a Morbius movie? I don't know if you've ever really talked about him. No, but I mean, I mean, no, as in I, I haven't really talked about him. He is kind of like um like a C level character mm-hmm. in the comics. Um, but I mean, if like, I don't know, Blade was kind of the same way, and you yeah. know, a lot of people know who Blade is, and the same thing with Iron Man. You yeah. know, he honestly he was like a, a B level Marvel character, and now look, you know, yeah. He's a he's a, a legend in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe so Morbius it, you know, will do that. Yeah, yeah, I get you. It's, <laughs> it's possible. Like yeah. if it was handled properly, you know, I, I think Jared Leto visually looks like he could be that character. He's okay. you know svelte and you know has the uh, the the framework there. Um, at the very end of the trailer, we see that he's got you know kind of the white skin and the red eyes. Hmm, it's like a a thing with these. <laughs> yeah. These, Sony movies. Okay, this has got white skin. We're making a movie about it. Um, <laughs> That's been but, the history of movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like with Sony, they they really like to just stave off making the character look like they look in the, the comics, which is part of the appeal of, of comic book characters is like, oh, they look cool. Mm-hmm. Let me read about them. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. I you know, the, the visual visualization of it. Um, But I don't know. Like... 
I, I guess we'll wait and see. Like, I, I'm kind of... I, I think the movie looks, like, pretty mediocre, but, again, you know, maybe after we release this episode, uh, they'll have another trailer yeah, out right. or something like that. Who it out knows? of the water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, that was amazing. But look, if, if they say this movie is somehow, even though it's got like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man poster mm-hmm. in that alleyway, and then they've got Michael Keaton, if he plays the Vulture, which is part of the, the Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man continuity. And then they're like, and also, Tom Hardy adds Venom is in this movie as well. Mm. And they're just like, we don't fucking know what we're doing, but here's all this stuff that would kind of pique my interest be like, what the fuck kind of weird bullshit yeah. are they doing? Maybe they're taking the spider verse <laughs> thing like too seriously. Uh-huh. or whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of a wait and see okay. at this moment. I'm not excited to see the movie, but you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. upset that it's coming out. So fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think, uh, it, like you said, it could be that this C-level character becomes, you know, a good a good character through this or whatever. And mm-hmm. Jared Leto is generally, I think, a, a good actor. Um, but you know, maybe he can he can pull this role off better than his Joker. But mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of those choices might not have been his anyway that made him that way. So we'll see with this yep. how it goes. But I, I just thought it was an interesting choice because I, I don't remember that character really. And there's so many Spider-Man villains. And maybe it's like we've seen so many versions of Spider-Man. It's kind of like Vulture mm-hmm. I didn't really know about or anything. But I really liked Michael Keaton as Vulture yeah. in that movie. And um, I didn't know anything about Mysterio and stuff. And I liked how they played that out. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm okay with that. But I just... he is a hero, Steven. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I don't know with this one, like, what they're going to do. I don't know if Marvel has any, um, you know, role in this one at all. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also kind of weird because... The, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are, are part of the MCU, and then we have this guy, and it's like, uh, so is Morbius going to... It's kind of like Venom. It's like, are they going to show up in yep. the MCU now? It's kind of a weird thing. And it doesn't yep. seem to be the case, but it's also weird that they exist together then. We just don't ever mm-hmm. see them, but we know it. And I'm like, that's hard to, to reconcile. Yeah. So. I think Morbius is kind of like an anti-hero type of character as well, so I don't know if, if, if Sony is just trying to capitalize on... Yeah. All of that, or or what the deal is, but yeah, yeah that's just is what it is. Well, um, we'll so I'm see. excited. Yeah, you yeah. see it. Yeah, cool. We'll see how it goes. Next trailers, yeah. we'll see. That'll that'll really cement it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also threw a, a late edition on here of a, a slash film article that I had found that uh, I'd wondered about because I, I think you and I had mentioned this one on the Disney Plus app. It has all their different uh, logos on the top. For like, yeah. like Disney movies, Pixar, Star Wars, National Geographic. Um, I know there's a fifth one. I can't remember what it is right now. Uh, Marvel, duh. Um, but there's no like Fox thing. And, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like the X Men movies aren't on there. Yeah. And yeah. Like they they seem to not be like mentioning Fox like at all, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And then uh, I saw this article that said Disney is is killing the Fox name. And they are rebranding 20th Century Fox to 20th Century Studios and Fox Searchlight to Searchlight Pictures. And they were removing those. They said that uh, one of the things I did like is they they will still show those. They are, you know, new like studios, whatever. They'll still stick around. But someone had said like that, that Fox logo with the the fanfare and the lights and all that stuff that we know is from like 1938 or whatever. Like it's so it's been around for so long. And be ashamed to throw it away. And so they're like, yeah, they're just going to rebrand that logo. It just won't say Fox. It'll say Studios. And then everything else will be the same pretty much. So I'm glad at least that. Yeah. But um, I did see basically the article goes into that um, 
they wanted to distance themselves from Fox News because they're separate entities. And uh, they were like, that's a little problematic, and we don't really want to be associated with that. But I also just kind of wonder, like, Disney really wanted their properties. I don't think that they really cared for their name, which is so weird to say, like, Fox is a big studio um, and has done so many great things. And then Disney's, like, a fucking juggernaut studio, though, so much Mm -hmm. so that they would just throw that away. And be like, we don't even want that name recognition. Like they have. Yeah, we don't even need it. Yeah, like yeah. that's crazy, right? But yeah. But I'm also like, I, I like it. I mean, like it sounds good. 20th Century Studios is fine, whatever. I can imagine them not wanting to keep that brand around because they want to umbrella that brand under their stuff yeah. and not really just keep it going. So it'd be interesting. I just think it's uh, this is the first real news I'd heard about them saying anything about the Fox logos or that that title or whatever changing. So uh, we'll see what they have in store for us. But that kind of makes a little more sense, you know. Well, yeah, especially since Disney owns ESPN and Fox proper still mm-hmm. has Fox Sports 1. Yeah. And look, okay, audience, we talk about sports a lot. Yeah, okay, I'll back off. That's I just want to mention that real quick for the context of this. We do, okay, <laughs> no, more, no more sports talk beyond this point. We get it. But, I have one more yeah. sports talk. I was at a party last night. Okay. There was a Rockets uh, LA Lakers game. And I'm in Houston, so Houston, the, Rockets. Rockets, yeah. Yeah. And so they put it on, and uh, I'm just at parties. I just don't really like to mingle a lot and stuff. So I ended up on the couch, not near the other guys, but like they were nearby watching the game, like really into it. And I was just basically just sitting. I was trying to stare blankly in front of my face, and there happened mm-hmm. to be a game on. And I didn't want, I was like, I had no reaction to anything happening, like any, any yeah. team scoring or not scoring or whatever, doing anything. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, but I was like, man, I, it looks like I'm like, I don't want to get in this party because I'm so into this game. Like, if, if someone didn't know me, they'd be like, oh, Steven just stopped talking to everybody. He just went and watched the game. He must be, like, be really into that game. And I'm like, I was trying yeah. to just glaze over my eyes and just be like, you know, not accept that even. I, I'd much rather Star Wars be on or something. Um, sure. But, uh, yeah, I did watch some sports last night, basically. Interesting. And then they bought UFC fights. It was on last night, and they bought it to watch it and they put it on and there was already blood on the mat and um, Amanda and I were like this isn't our thing <laughs> <laughs> and I was like uh, yeah I really I have no interest in any of these sports um, just not my not my jam not your cuppa I get not it not my cuppa I get it well yeah. uh, Brent um, we're about three and a half four hours into this thing uh, mm-hmm. recording d- time d- depending sure. on the outtakes we'll see yeah. Um, but uh, do you want to go ahead and get into our main topic? You do. Yeah, I can, I I can guess. sense it in you like a I force. Know. I don't get it. So um, I, I just realized, too, I see my Star Wars Mad Libs over here. I forgot to send you the, the thing. We won't be able to do that today, but we're already chock full of stuff today, content. So um, yeah. today we're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. From... 1999. Can you believe it, Steven? Wow. There was a Star Wars prequel, the first Star Wars prequel, mm-hmm. released the year the first Limp Biscuit. Oh, uh, 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 sophomore album came out. So the sequel to Limp okay. Biscuit's yep. first album is the same year the Star Wars first prequel comes out. <laughs> what a world! <laughs> what a world! I did you, know? you watch? Uh, I- the Star Wars movies don't, for anybody that doesn't know, you know, we have so many uh, after credit scenes in movies now, but the Star Wars mm-hmm. movies don't. But did you stay through the credits of this one because the, 
you know, the John Williams score plays through the first part of the credits, but the last half um, is Limp Bizkit. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it was a cross promotion thing. Yeah, there yeah. was, um, there is a, a point where, like you said, the, the music fades out uh, from John Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the, the main Star Wars theme, it kind of just fades out, and that's usually where the camera pans down, and that's where you kind of get into the movie yeah. proper. You know, like usually there's some uh, space fighting or something like that, but as the, um, the music fades out, this time at the end of episode one, you hear th- this. That's right. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, I know this song. Is that? Yeah, that is Nookie. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you, if you take it into consideration with, um, the rest of the movie, it fits. Mm-hmm. It fits, you know, yeah, yeah. especially once, uh, um, Anakin and uh, uh, Padme, yeah, yeah. you know, they start smashing guts in uh, episodes two and three. Yeah, later on, later uh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. when he's ten years old in this one. No, no. It's but but again, keep in mind this uh-huh. takes place like the credits obviously take place after the movie, right? So it's go. like a hint of things to come. Yeah. So they hadn't quite sure there's Ferris Bueller, but they hadn't really like worked out after credits scenes. Uh-huh. You know, so they were like, yeah. Yeah. pioneers basically yeah again yeah yeah um i just didn't expect them to show up like that you know but i like that there was a cross promotional thing because it kind of makes sense like with the you know you, you see especially in the next ones you see hayden christensen as as darth vader that you know emo kid mm-hmm. and you're just now that biscuit is emo but just calling him that uh but you you know it kind of fits you're like if I'm going to watch uh, The Rise of Darth Vader, this is the soundtrack to it, you know, right. that I imagine. Yeah, um, absolutely. And also, mm-hmm. Welcome to the Black Parade, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, would be a fanfare My, for him. My Chemical Romance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's what, it, yeah, sure. Black Parade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd say, I can see that, too. Just imagine uh, imagine that song and then picture Hayden Christensen and his black robes mm-hmm. and him just singing that to himself when he's mad at Obi-Wan. You know, I could see it happening. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go through a little bit of the, the cast and crew on this real quick. Okay. On episode sure. one. Uh, so this was written and directed by Mr. George Lucas. And, who? Uh, who dat? Who dat? Um, well, here's the thing. George is a lovely guy, and we don't have anything bad to say about him on the show. But some of the stuff he makes. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it stars Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, Ian McDermott. Uh, we got our, our standbys, Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker back as our, our beloved mm-hmm. droids who didn't need to be in this at all, but they're there. And uh, music by John Williams. You know, I like that he's done this whole series. It's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. amazing. His stuff's amazing. So, and uh, like you said, it came out in 1999. So this movie and the sophomore effort from Limp Bizkit are old enough to drink now. So it's pretty <sighs> it's cool. about time. I know, right? You know? I've been waiting for it. Yeah. I've always wanted to grab a beer with a mm-hmm. sophomore album of Limp Bizkit. I, you know, <laughs> as an owner of the album, uh-huh. I, uh, multiple copies. I walked in the other, I walked in the other day home from work and I came home and the album said, Hey dude, 
and uh, I looked over and it had a uh, you know one of those poker visors uh-huh like the the clear like green yeah, one yeah, yeah. or whatever it had that on backwards and upside down sure it took a an empty beer can and smashed it against <laughs> its head and then it was just like let's fucking party and I was like I mean it's Tuesday but fuck yeah, yeah. so we did it be into um, it yeah so would you party cool. with Limp Bizkit? I I'm I'm so set in my ways. I wouldn't party with anyone, but you know, I guess if an opportunity presented itself, would you, you know, maybe uh, party with Limp Biscuit in 2020, or would you rather party with Limp Biscuit in 2001? Mm. The year of the Space Odyssey. Um, I guess you know I didn't even drink back then. Yeah, I was old. You know. I don't, Actually, no, I wasn't even 21 then. So I don't, and you know, I, I'm a rule follower. Yeah, that's um, true. So I wouldn't, I guess 2020, you know, would you sit do it down. Now? Okay, cool. Because they're older as well. Uh-huh. So we could sit down and just, <laughs> you could all. So what, what, what do you think about the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> you could hang you know? out in a, in a nice quiet place, maybe get to bed at a decent time. Yeah. Sounds kind of nice. So. Yeah. It'd be cool. Meet yeah. your heroes years later and be like, what's the road mm-hmm. done to you? Oh, you made a movie with uh, John Travolta. It looks really creepy. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's getting great reviews, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, so as we talked a little bit earlier, um, when I talked to my nephew Christian, and he had liked the prequel so much, and just getting his view of going from nine to episode one was very interesting for me, and it did play out differently than I expected. And, uh, I'm curious, though, to see, you know, you've kind of hinted at a little bit, but uh, what was your experience doing this? Do you regret it? Well, uh, yeah, but I regret 90% of my life choices. Sure. Um, I won't change my ways to fix no. anything going forward, but, you know, that's just that's who I am. Again, I'm setting my ways. So, um, but I'm, I'm glad that you brought up your, um, your story about your nephew, because mm-hmm. I, too, have an episode one story. Oh, cool. And the story goes a little something like this. So when I was 16, I worked at a pizza hut uh, with my friend Ross, mm. who I've mentioned previously. And uh, we worked there with uh, uh, a couple of other guys who were, I think, a year or two ahead of us. Where was this pizza hut, by the way? I've never asked that. It was in Catoosa, Oklahoma. Catoosa. I was like, surely yeah. you didn't have a pizza hut in Inola, right? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Catoosa. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Nearby. So so uh, it was like a 20-minute drive from mm-hmm. where I lived. And uh, we worked there with a couple of other guys who were, um, I think, we were, I think, sophomores, and they were... Uh, I think maybe seniors, maybe mm-hmm. juniors or whatever. They were older than us by just a little bit. But um, uh, one of the guys named, uh, the one who I'll be speaking about, his name was Michael. And he, uh, when the movie came out, so I've mentioned this on the, the show before, like a long time ago, but he's the one who ruined uh, The Sixth Sense for me, uh, who told me, he went to go see it on a Friday night, told me immediately when I came into work on Saturday the spoiler, mm. the main spoiler, which I won't repeat here, even Good, though man. I take it most people have seen it. But just in case, I can't can't do yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, Batman's in it. Anyway, so <laughs> um, for episode one, he kind of did a, uh, a same thing that he he didn't necessarily spoil it for me. It was Star Wars. Like, I had no real, like, context for what it was at that point. So he did mention to me that he went to go see it. 
and that he liked it. And I had heard some, uh, some, uh, some talk about Jar Jar or Jar Jar mm. being like a terrible character and all that stuff. And so I was asking him and as we were like, cause we were both cooked, we were in the, the kitchen there where men belong, you know, <laughs> stay out of the kitchen ladies. Uh-huh. Um, we were talking and I said, so what's the deal with Jar Jar? And he goes, Oh, Jar Jar Binks. As if there was any, any <laughs> other Jar Jar that has ever existed to that point. You didn't but reference put a last Jar Jars name. at your work, like a Jar Jars of sauce ever. Uh, no, no, no. That was, uh, they were all bagged. All bagged sauces. Oh, that's a sexy pizza, I guarantee. That's your, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that didn't, Yum there was brands. no cross there. Yeah. Yeah. Yum brands, uh, they're very specific mm-hmm. about what they do, but, um, I don't know that that's a Yum brands uh, corporation. Is, I was just, you know, just want to know. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he seemed like he liked the, uh, the movie. Um, but I think that's kind of what. Most people thought back in the day. I don't know how it stands up for him now. Yeah. Uh, I think he has a little more discerning taste now, but um, yeah. So going back to watch this movie, My Damn Self, mm. uh, I had been dreading it. I thought I was going to get it out of the way. Like after we were done recording last time, I thought, well, let me edit the podcast together real quick. And I mean quick. Yep. And uh, start watching it. I didn't start watching it till Friday night. And (laughs) I had to watch it in shifts because it's just a lot to get through. But um, before we get into the talk Mm. proper, I guess we should say there be spoilers here. I don't know if anyone matters. This is going to be one of our lowest lowest, uh, listened to shows, I can tell. I can tell already. (laughs) Why the fuck they even talk about it? (laughs) Yeah. But because it's part of our... LTAS nunchuck order. Sure. We got to swing back around and, and hit it, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm, I'm glad we're doing it and uh, getting it out of the way. For because the full this context, is context, right? Of the, of the series. Yeah. yeah. This is the Star Wars film I've been dreading watching mm-hmm. just because it's it's the, the earliest of the prequels. Yeah. And I, and I feel from the context of the Rotten Tomatoes meter mm. or the tomato meter that they progressively get better. Yeah. And even the best one is still bad. Mm-hmm. So I had been not looking forward to this. And uh, I finished the movie last night around 10 o'clock. I was yep. like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I made it through. I made it through. Now I can watch something else. Did you uh, subject your wife to this at all? No. Yeah. No. Good. Look, she. I couldn't make her watch anything past episode seven. Yeah. You know? Like, I tried to make her watch eight. She fell asleep? Or she, she fell asleep <laughs> yeah. at nine. And those are the ones I like, you know? Those, yeah. are, those are the best. And, I, you know, I, I don't know if I could even make her watch the, uh, the original trilogy. So, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we got home last night from that party um, mm-hmm. at, like, uh, 1130 or whatever. And uh, on the way home, uh, we stayed longer than I had wanted to. It was, it was great friends and great party and stuff. Uh, I, we just didn't remember it until, like, 30 minutes or an hour before it was supposed to start. And Amanda was like, holy shit, we got to be at this party. So it was all kind of rushed, and it was a housewarming slash baby shower type thing, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. with shots, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I was going to stay a lot less time because I knew I had to come back and watch episode one last night. I had watched uh, about 45 minutes of it on Friday. And uh, Same. Amanda yeah. wanted to stay at the party, and so we stayed. And then we were driving home like 1130, and I was like, I still have to watch that movie. And she was like, you should have mentioned it again. I was like, it's fine. Like, I'll watch it. And then she was like, wait what are you watching again? And I was like, yeah, it's like episode one. And she was like, oh man. Cause she wanted to hang out with me on the couch for a little while. 
mm-hmm. she was like, I don't even really want to be in the room with that. You know, like she was like so resistant to it. And I was like, Hey, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she, we ended up watching some West wing until she fell asleep and then I put it on. So she didn't have to be subjected to it. So same yeah. basically, um, on that front. But, uh, um, I, I'm going to say this movie packed a, 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 a two punch for me that really okay. changed my views. And number one was Christian watching it, you know, through his eyes a little bit. And, um, and, and that Harry Potter kind of connection, I guess, uh, analogy for it or whatever that I, I came up with, I think helped me through it a little bit because I was like, Harry Potter's effects are really bad in those movies, but I love those movies. But that was like the first viewing of that. And I was like, if I were younger and I was coming up watching Star Wars for the first time and I watched those, like I could just see it and it kind of worked. And then episode one over the prequel trilogy really, really has a lot of nostalgia for me. Um, I was really into that movie when it first came out. I was 14 and okay. young enough to to not know better. Like I still, I still don't think it's a great movie, but... Um, I do have like a, an affinity for some of the aspects in it. And I was really into it for a while. And I don't know something about when I was watching it last night, Brent, I liked it. Oh, in the words of a tiny stuffed pig. Oh, did you do I didn't love it, but I surprisingly had a good time with it. I was really enjoying it. Um, I can't explain it. Uh, it's like the I, I really really like the um, like ship designs in this movie a whole lot, and mm-hmm. like those yellow ships from Naboo, I fucking think are just killer. I used to have a, a Christmas ornament of one of those. I used to put on the tree. I think they're so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the designs of Naboo, like uh, some of the guys in her um, like government or whatever, or some of the soldiers, mm-hmm. their costumes are very seventies. So it kind of fits with the old movies a little bit. Um, they kind of do their hair sometimes differently that way or whatever. I don't know. I, I like some of the design aspects. And I forgave a lot of the problems with it. Um, I can't explain it. And I had a good time overall wow. watching this movie. So I feel like Naboo specifically should have been a scarier planet. It has both the words nab and boo in it um so i won't i won't forgive the movie for that <laughs> oh my god that got me i was like oh well maybe he's talking about those sea creatures they go through yeah i guess that could have been even scarier like what else is gonna oh yeah well boo is in the title yeah absolutely holy shit yeah yeah it's a ghost that grabs you yep. it's a planet full of them gosh you know they really could have opened that up yeah so I hope through new context you now hate the film. Yeah, I do. And, uh, I do. That did change it. Well, it's a good thing we're not recording this conversation. Yeah. No one ever has to know. <laughs> Steve and I will tell you that I did not like this movie, yeah. but it was not as bad as I had Fair enough. expected it to be. Uh-huh. So um, for me, a lot of the, uh, the big misses are like the CGI is dated. Mm-hmm. But that that couldn't be helped back then. Yeah. You know, if you if you look at the, the CGI monkeys in particular in the old Jumanji movie, it's bad. It's bad mm-hmm. by today's standards. But I still enjoy that movie. Yep. You know, that doesn't doesn't diminish that for me. If you can get um, past it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I like the uh, the character designs of uh, Sebulba specifically. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's cool. He walks on his hands yeah, and then so uh, cool. uses his uh, feet to uh, as hands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Watto, I think that's kind of a, a mm-hmm. for for the purposes of being a, an asshole like who owns slaves and being a little <laughs> bit yeah. uh, 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 sl- uh, slime ballish. I think that that character designs uh, works and it kind of fits with the aesthetic of Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jabba the Hutt shows up and uh, he it, it, like he just looks like early CGI. Yeah, he, like it, it would look OK in uh, like the, the CGI Star Wars uh, animated series yes. or like a video game. Yes. But here it just like stands out so much that it looks weird. Parts of his wrinkles that you could tell were not actually like they didn't. um form like physical forms to wrinkle they just did like a wallpaper paste of what wrinkled skin would look like but it looked <laughs> yeah. like flat yeah and i was like man he looks like a straight up like a, a cartoon character um right. he was awful yeah yeah some of the um so that was one of my things with this is i actually think this movie looks a lot better a lot better than episode two specifically um, yeah and i looked it up just now because i was curious this was the final star wars film to be shot on 35 millimeter film before mm, okay. until until force awakens and he came back and did film again but episodes two and three were digital and that was like in the very mm. early days of digital and i hate it in those early days and i think that the the film itself looks better it looks like because it's shot on film it looks closer to the original trilogy and the new trilogy um than the other ones do they feel really jarring in my head that's why i'm kind of curious to watch them again a little bit and mm-hmm. be like what do they look like um because the the look of the overarching thing does and then the effects i think fit better because they weren't trying to do everything digital and like so blue screeny like they did in yeah. the next one you know yeah there are a lot of like practical sets that are used yeah and like the audience or the uh the actors are in that space they're not mm-hmm. you know on a cgi background filled thing to where everything like looks popped out yeah. or whatever um like the uh there are scenes where where that takes place like uh at the jedi council if it's daylight you have that weird like glow mm. that shows up behind uh fucking qui-gon jinn and whatnot mm. but um for the most part like they're on actual sets so it, it kind of helps uh ground the uh the actors yeah. and, and everything and at that point you just have like a few cgi characters that kind of stand out and that's again it's just like early cgi and yeah they didn't have the um the uh, uh the the technology that we do now to help like cement mm-hmm. um those characters and like interacting there and like there are quite a few moments where if a an actual like live actor is looking at a cgi character their eye line is just like off yeah which is weird like you just just move the, move the character <laughs> there was a uh so uh, let me start off, I guess, by saying that their mistake in this movie is thinking that they were progressed enough to do full CGI characters, main characters, especially like Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really just don't work. But some of the other stuff, like it's OK, like given the era and stuff, you're like, oh, it's like early CGI and like the backgrounds and stuff. It's like it works. But Jar Jar really was like every time he was on screen, I was just like, fuck this guy. Like that was still yeah. so mm-hmm. annoying. And I just don't like him. Um, and, uh, there was a part though, where, um, Anakin is, is testing out his pod racer with all his friends or whatever around and stuff. 
and Jar Jar, he's like, don't put your hand in the the, the beams because you'll it'll go numb. And he does his yeah. lips, and it's like fucking stupid. And then he gets his hand caught, and it's all like dumb. But then uh, Padme comes over to get him out, and you, you can clearly tell like she touches his arm. And you can tell there was like someone there, sort of like I've seen pictures mm-hmm. of the guy in the green screen suit with like the the head on top of his head of Jar Jar because he's so tall and everything. You can tell yeah. like it's somewhat there, but like she's clearly not interacting with that character. Like there's there's no way like that. I was like even like their spacing of where they're standing does not make sense to my brain. Like yeah. she's too close to his space; she'd be on his toes or whatever. Um, and it just like it was clearly like they did not have it like worked out to be like oh he's interacting with her in a physical space it looks totally fake yeah. you know and it kind of yeah. took me out of it but uh if i let those things go the other things were enjoyable enough like the pod racing i still think is pretty cool um yeah i kept talking about how i didn't know if it was really just like i really love that pod racing video game so much and that's really mm-hmm. what i was thinking about and it was a little bit but um it's still fucking cool i love the designs of all the different ships and how they're all similar but like completely different and yeah it's really fun and and that scene is pretty um exciting to me like i i dug it overall so they all have different engine noises as well like mm-hmm. sebulba's ship has like yeah. uh, a totally different like engine noise than any of the other characters yeah. and um it really helps like determine because everything is moving so quickly uh-huh. like wait what ship is is anakin in and especially when they're like flying through that canyon they're all kind yeah. of in such a tight space that you don't have a way to zoom out to show scale of like oh this ship is this ship and this ship is that ship or whatever but that sound is great um, yeah or pod yeah so yeah it really helps uh tell that story there so and yep. that's like a thing with star wars like they always have excellent mm-hmm. sound design yeah you know so yeah i really like yeah. um that that whole scene was really good i i also just had another another thing i've always hated the announcers that they have on there the two-headed guy <laughs> or whatever it's so like cheesy and the, stuff the, the one is Greg Proops, the one that speaks English. So, yeah, there's one that I knew. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's from, though. I, I don't know why that know the name. He He's an uh, an actor, an improv actor from Whose Line Is It Anyways? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got yeah. the, the thick rim glasses. Uh-huh. And, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can totally picture that now. Um, mm-hmm. But that also reminded me a little bit of Harry Potter um, style kind of goofiness, whatever. And so I was mm-hmm. like, that's like, I, I kind of understood that for Christian, like why he would like it, but it still annoyed me. Uh, and this sure. one, but, um, but yeah, that, that pod racing scene to me still held up. It was, it was still pretty rad. Um, and, uh, the, the line, whenever I was mentioning before, but whenever he's testing it out, little, uh, Jake Lloyd and he does the, uh, it's working, it's working still always yeah. is like the worst thing in star Wars to me. I don't know what it is about that. I hate so much. Interesting. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Because I have. A different line uttered oh, by okay. him that I think is the worst. There's a uh, a point where um, I actually wrote this down. Let me see if I can find it. So um, it was after uh, Qui Gon and I think Padme meet mm-hmm. uh, Anakin, and they have a little scene with them, and they like go off for the day. And so Anakin's left there with Watto, and Watto says in whatever language he's speaking he says clean the racks then you can go home and oh. anakin goes yippee uh, that's right that is really bad <laughs> oh it's, my god it's you're terrible <laughs> yeah the annoyance in your eyes Ugh, that was what your and eyes then said that's he says yippee again uh toward 
the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't remember what it was for, but it's like, wow, they had to double dip on this one. Yeah. Well, that's a choice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, something they could have fixed in post for real. Um, so let me tell I was I was annoyed with this movie mm-hmm. right away. Okay. I, it didn't even make it to characters on the screen. I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. For you see, Stephen, this movie commits a crime of grammar. Oh. And... Look, I misspeak on the show almost constantly. Um, but I, I think if you're putting out a movie mm. and you've got written text on the screen, you should uh, make sure your grammar's on point. Yeah. I think that's fair, fair to say, game. right? Yeah, yeah. Steven, um, I'm going to text you an image that I, oh, yeah. I took of uh, my television last night. Um, so... Let me let me read a definition for you. An ellipsis, plural ellipses, oh. is a punctuation mark consisting of not one, not two, but three dots. Yeah. This movie at the end of the crawl ends the punctuation with an ellipses, but it's one, two, three. Oh, I must be done. Oh, I'm not. Four? Four dots? An ellipses? Somebody should have caught that. I caught it immediately. Uh, I am very upset by this. Yeah. I love ellipses. Mm-hmm. Um, I use them often because mm-hmm. it's like a lead up to my thought. And then here's my thought. And yep. this is like, uh, it's like they did an ellipses, but then they were like, you know what, though? It's kind of the end of that sentence. Let's go ahead and throw a period, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's the whole point you know, of it. It's no. like trailing off. Exactly. I'm very uncomfortable just even looking at this. I got to turn away. Yeah. Oh, Stephen just spiked his iPad on the yeah, floor. I do not like I'm, it. At first I was like, uh, well, maybe they're just filling out that line. They wanted it to go to the end, but the entire thing is justified. Like the, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the spacing is justified so that it, it just fits that space always. So it's not like they mm-hmm. were, I mean, I'm just trying to give them excuses at this point, but wow, guys. There's no, there's none. There's no excuse. There's actually, That's, the, you know, like Topher Grace's version of, of these movies and stuff, or like people do like fan edits. Like there could be one where all they do is just remove that. And then someone's like, oh, it's so much better. Like yeah, I would watch already. that and be like, oh, it's okay now. You know? <laughs> and look, how many times has Lucas gone back and made changes to the original trilogy? Yeah. And yet this is on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. You can go see this. It's, it will take you, what, 30, 40 seconds to get to this uh-huh. as you start the movie. And get angry about it. Yeah, of course. Yep. What the hell? I do not like that, Brent. What in the fresh hell? Um, (laughs) Hello, police. Uh, I have bad news. The English language has been murdered. Oh, wow. The murderer is whoever typed this. I I was going to say George Lucas, but I don't don't know. Maybe he was just like, he doesn't wipe his own butt anymore. I'm a lily pad. I got to do a press tour. (laughs) You know, I I did tell Christian... uh, when I was telling about George Lucas, I was trying to explain that he went for that. I was like, he basically, he made this independent movie where, uh, nobody expected it to do well. And it did so well that when he sold it, he sold it for $2 billion and Christian had the appropriate mind exploding reaction. Like that's it was four, crazy. It was four it billion. four billion. Four billion. Oh, yeah. Wow. And that's even way off. Uh, and it's just so fucking crazy. Like that mm-hmm. he he built that. Um, but basically what I'm saying is, yes, he doesn't type anything. I don't think he wipes his ass anymore. Someone <laughs> does it for him and it's $100 bills. 
um, that they had to hand make soft. They just he's got. Around. I hear he's got a robot butler who is a bidet. So <laughs> he just bends over and it just shoots water at him like out of a flower on his mm-hmm. lapel. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but he likes the high intensity pressure. Oh, so sure. It's like a pressure washer essentially. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you gotta you know get nature's worst fruit, the dingleberry, out of there. <laughs> he's a, a two squirts and you're done type of fella. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, I didn't write a lot of notes on here, so um, I might yeah. just kind of throw some stuff out. But if you have any any notes, uh, I'd love to hear them. But uh, Darth Maul, Darth Maul is amazing. Mm-hmm. I fucking yeah. love him so much. Um, he is one of the big parts of why I like this movie so much. He yeah. was amazing to watch all over again. I love his fucking design. I love his double bladed lightsaber. Um, uh, and oh. which he does not even reveal I know, right away at first. Yeah. Which I was, I had to rewind it mm-hmm. again. I was like, wait, did he not even spark that other end? Nope. Not at first. He's like, I don't even need this shit. That's why it's so amazing got- at the end. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. good. That duel of fates, man. Dude, sexy. Like, yeah, that music is fantastic. Oh, so good. Like I remember you and Austin talking about it and I was just like, oh, I guess like, yeah, right. I pulled it up on YouTube just to watch like part of it just so I would know what that music was because you had mentioned that it played in the rise of skywalker trailer yeah, yeah. so i thought if it plays again i, I want to be able to catch it but as it's going through that scene um and the pacing on that scene is just so stellar because it's intercut with like other scenes of other characters like flying out in space and doing whatever mm-hmm. bullshit they're doing yeah, yeah, yeah but every time it comes back to that scene it's just like fuck yes yeah. man um and uh yeah darth uh i almost said vader uh mole is fantastic like yeah. every time he's on screen it's just like fuck it's on yeah right Hell yeah <laughs> and the scene even when they're not fighting like when they have the uh they go inside those that hallway that has like the laser like oh yeah uh panel like i don't know what the know fuck what is that use it is yeah. but whatever star wars who, maybe who they galaxy quest like, who yeah, right. this? <laughs> <laughs> but um even when they have to like sit there and like wait it's like intense uh-huh. because qui-gon and um uh, Obi-Wan they both like drop to their knees and just like uh, meditate or catch their mm-hmm. breath or whatever and uh, Darth Maul is like dick. pacing <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> it's gonna happen but uh, Darth Maul is like pacing like a fucking tiger in a cage mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome yeah. and then uh, Obi-Wan when those open up he's make, able to make it through all of them except for the last one and that's when we see Qui-Gon get murked he gets uh, he gets the um kylo rend yeah you know sad yeah i uh you brought up a good point because i think um i think austin was the one that brought it up on the show that uh there are there are certain things we see the jedi do in this movie and some of the prequels that we never see again (laughs) like the super jumping that they do that like obi-wan jumps like i don't know fucking 30 feet up to the next platform and everything but um, it, it cracks me the fuck up at the very beginning when it's just Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan at the Trade Federation thing and they get attacked by the, the droids and the droidicas um, mm-hmm. that roll after them and there's like a the way it's shot is so funny they're like let's go Batman and then it just <laughs> cuts to the showing them at the fucking end of the hallway like a football field away mm-hmm. and they've just run so fast and then later on it's like they established that he they can do that and later on Obi-Wan can't do that to get through all those things to yeah. save Qui-Gon or like get with him, he can only yeah. run like a normal person. But it's like, you just showed us that. You, yeah. You, you just established it. canon that they could do that. Or he could just jump. <laughs> he probably could just jump through all those. Makes no sense. Uh, and that yeah. hallway makes no fucking sense at all. Like, why are there these mm-hmm. 
on and off like uh, every 15 seconds uh, laser beams, you know. Or why it. they didn't a- attack the side of the wall that was generating the lasers <laughs> and just like go through it, you know? Like it's established <laughs> that, even try. that, especially at the beginning yeah. of the movie, that the lightsaber, man, holy shit, when Qui-Gon... Oh. Because there were parts of this movie that were badass, yeah, like you yeah. said, where he like stabs his lightsaber through yep. the door and they have to close the blast doors and it's like thicker, but it's still like still doing it. It's like fucking boiling hot yeah. or whatever. It's pretty um, cool. The stuff they threw in it, there. They, yeah. Yeah. Because there is I guess that's the thing that I took away from this viewing is like, oh, there's some there's some like cool stuff in there. Yeah. Like I really like the uh, the stuff with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and anytime Darth Maul was on there, the pod racing mm. I thought was exciting. Yeah. Um, it moved at a pretty good pace. Um, so all that stuff was cool. The acting choices for some of the characters, mm. again, I don't know what they like, what type of quaaludes they shot into <laughs> uh, Natalie Portman, but they were like, hey, you know how you're a good actress? Um, can you can you not do that? Just take that can all just, away. Can you not do that? Forget yeah. it all. And then they were like, oh, so like in the recorded version, the one that we've got on, you know, on the reel right now, uh, you were... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, acting with your voice. Uh, I'm going to have you ADR those lines again, but just like, no, like we're gonna, let's just, uh, let's have somebody shoot you with a trank dart and then have you read the lines. Yeah. What do you think? Um, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's like they, uh, they had to strive to be that bad, right? It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and same thing like Hayden Christensen. I feel bad for Jake Lloyd. Apparently that dude's life has not been great, uh, post this movie. Um, really. yeah there's something about him being like arrested not too long ago um I've... because this movie came out is that <laughs> a judge finally saw the movie yeah and they're and like, they were like oh shit yeah this is uh i don't know if you can see this here let me turn this down um this is jake lloyd today oh boy he's uh, a little yeah. rough um a little, little bit and uh yeah i don't remember all the stuff that i've i've heard uh that's kind of happened to him, whatever. But I, I feel like drugs were involved. Like I'm feeling like a, a meth type thing, uh, or oh. a heroin maybe. But I might be throwing that yeah. out there. But um, yeah, it's like his life kind of took a, a dive after this, and I think it was partly because of the like fan backlash. Backlash. And, and, and again, yeah. he's a fucking kid. Even worse than you know, yeah, than Hayden I mean, Christensen. Like, like there's, it's not fair at all. But, uh, but also like it's not. He's really bad at it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, some of the choices they made. And I, it's interesting because, I, as I had mentioned before, those belated media uh, YouTube videos that I liked where they kind of redo the, the prequel trilogy and stuff. And mm, then yeah. eventually, I think some of that has to be redone given with the context of the whole story um, yeah. with what we got in the new trilogy and stuff. Um, but I still do like the fact that it, it doesn't make much sense that they, they find him so young, but they're like, he's older than the younglings they would have trained. But it's like, he's a fucking little kid. Like how old, how much older is he than the other kids they find that they couldn't train him at all? They should have mm-hmm. just made him a teenager, like straight yeah. up. Right. Like it would have made much more sense to be, to, to be closer to Luke's age and have, it'd be like a, a better trilogy of like teenagers, young adults of, um, Anakin, Luke, and then Ray and the trilogies, but instead they do this kid thing and just, it didn't really make much sense. Like as much as I did like this movie this time and like had some nostalgia for it. Um, and the way it's just like what it is, I have to accept this is the story we have and like mm-hmm. how it all plays out with Palpatine's story. And that's kind of what I'm watching it for. Uh, and I'm just like, man, they just missed an opportunity though. Like they should have started straight up with a teenager closer to Padme's age, but still yeah. younger would, would have been fine. Um, and it could have been a lot better that way. But, uh, 
yeah, he does a lot of like the the whole thing where he's he has to stay put in the cockpit later on when they're fighting Darth Maul and all that, and then his ship auto goes into space, and he's like, well, I can't leave the cockpit, and he like fucking takes down the entire f- Trade Federation. It's like what? No, like right. this doesn't make any <laughs> sense. He just happens into all these things, and he's a fucking dumb kid during it. Um, it would have yeah. been so much cooler if he was like a rebellious, cool teenager who did some actual stuff instead of just kind of happening around him and him reacting to it. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't agree obviously with the backlash that, you know, he got, uh, as an actor for that, but it's rough to watch him. It, it really, it, it is really tough. I, I thought it was weird and I knew this, um, just because we've been talking about star Wars for such a long time on the, the podcast, but I, I knew that in episode one, it was established that he, Anakin is good with mechanics and like mm. technology and everything. And um, I guess he's more like advanced uh, at using that type of stuff. Mm. Um, but it never comes up again. That's um, the thing, right? In, in any way. Yeah. Which is so weird <laughs> because if you were to watch this movie, like let's say you've seen the original trilogy and then you go back to watch this movie, you're like, oh, okay, he's good with technology. Oh, okay, so, yeah, Darth Vader, uh-huh. he has that, like, control panel <laughs> on his chest. So maybe he he made that suit for himself to because something happens to uh-huh. him and he needs help breathing, so he's got this thing, and also he can change the channel wherever he's totally. at. He's got a... Uh, he can call uh, DoorDash, you know, if he needs to place oh, nice. order. Yeah. So, for the pizza uh, hut, Katusa? Of course, absolutely. Well, <laughs> he loves that rest in peace is no longer there. Oh, no. Uh, matter of fact, like, the, my... Uh, the place where I had my like first uh, sexual experience? Th- no, unfortunately <laughs> not. It's, it's me after all. Uh, I'm still waiting. But you're gonna get there, uh, buddy. I hope so, man. It's it's a new decade. Come on now, you know. Ten year anniversary of of having a wife. I hear is the sexier. Ooh, get, can I make it one. there? Ooh, there we go. <laughs> I'm tapping out in June. My anniversary is in. Uh, I'm sorry, in April. I'm tapping out, yeah. and then uh, uh, June is my anniversary. So well. Get. I'll have to live vicariously <laughs> through your stories that we always talk about after we're done recording. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. DoorDash, he's making the buttons. He made his thing and then it, his suit because he's good at technology. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool to see something happen to him that he creates that kind of like the comic book how they like have that same kind of thing just but he looks like a normal dude yeah right? yeah. yeah yeah like he doesn't have the helmet or whatever yeah. maybe that's given to him once he converts over to the dark side yeah you know and then again, anywhere's black almost the entire uh third movie anyway that would have been cool like maybe the second there's a missed opportunity they had an episode two where he just has asthma and yeah. he made that thing and then later on he gets burned alive and they're like we should enclose it and keep that thing because he needs to breathe with it because he has asthma mm-hmm. And then yeah. it would have explained the whole thing. But yeah, like, there's no reason for him to be a mechanical genius because it never comes up again. It's not integral to Darth Vader's role in any shape, you know, way, shape, or form. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Movie three. Beginning of the movie. They go to some planet where uh, the atmosphere is poisonous. Uh, they both have those breather things like they've got mm-hmm. in this movie where they go underwater and have zero buoyancy, I guess. I don't know. They can just swim underwater in a Forever. downward direction without effort. Yep. But the Jedi, whatever. So they're they're on this atmosphere. There's a battle that breaks out. Anakin's uh it's a battle with General Grievous. Mm. Uh 
they they end up fighting. Obi Wan's off doing something else, rescuing whomever. It's the beginning of the movie, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, both Anakin and Grievous get into it. They both puncture each other's oh. uh, breather things. They both cause each other to have breathing difficulties. Mm-hmm. So then Anakin has to use his technological prowess to make himself a new thing. So he's got that uh, yep that uh, VCR stapled to his chest. <laughs> And you know? what uh, Limp Biscuit song is playing during this? Uh, let's see. When did the movie come out? 2003. Oh, boy. We're in the uh, West Borland list era. Mm. So um, I guess Eat You Alive. Okay. Uh, nobody's happy with that choice, but, <laughs> but that's, it's in there. that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Behind Blue Eyes, but, oh. um, you know, I don't know that Anakin has, has blue eyes. But yeah, That's true. Uh, fix it in post. Yeah, fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I feel like there could have been a, a lot better journey for Darth Vader, um, mm-hmm. overarching. We kind of, kind of talked about with episodes two and three that uh, it's just it's just kind of off. But yeah, and, and it starts here with with the kid version of Anakin. Um, but at least there's some other cool stuff going on. I really really mm-hmm. like Qui Gon a whole lot. I always have. Um, I like Liam Neeson a lot, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's cool for a Jedi, and I like seeing Obi-Wan's teacher because Obi-Wan is so integral to the, the whole plot and Luke's journey and all that stuff and to see where he got his skills from. And um, it's, yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, we don't get more of him. I was kind of hoping that they would bring back more than just, like, the voices and Rise of Skywalker and stuff. I, I was hoping we could have, like, seen Qui-Gon as a Force ghost and yeah. really brought it all back together. But um, uh, it was it was cool to see him a lot because... I, I still like him as a character, and uh, yeah, I think I am experiencing some type of Mandela effect where something I thought happened in the past is just not—it's just not true. I'm misremembering mm. something, but also with Star Wars and the multiple versions and edits yeah. that have gone out there, I thought there was a version of Return of the Jedi where Qui Gon Jinn was there with the uh, the mm. Force ghosts of uh uh hayden christensen and yoda and uh and uh obi-wan kenobi so it's funny you say that because i I don't know that that exists but i also feel like i've seen him as a force ghost and i wonder if it's just like maybe like a a fan edit of some sort it could have been yeah Yeah, like who knows but I, i feel like that is kind of familiar uh which is interesting but i don't know that there's any time we've seen him as one and uh, I, I think that, you know, they only changed him to like the young Anakin in that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, re-edits or whatever of the, the special editions and stuff. But I don't know that Qui-Gon was ever, ever really there. Yep. I was looking at... Could up, just be my, mm-hmm. uh, my rotting brain. Could, just, could uh, be. There is some, yeah. uh, some cool fan edits online. Um, it looks like maybe like a video game he showed up or like in one of the cartoons or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would love to... That's why I want to get into those different... Uh, things outside of the main canon the storylines that I don't really know about because there's all kinds of cool stories like the comic books I, I get now but the mm-hmm. uh, and the co- and the cartoons and stuff there's like all kinds of other characters that show up that I know and stuff that uh, that might kind of cool to see them in so yeah be kind of neat um, there's a really cool photo on here of uh, this is Luke with Darth Vader at I the end. I can barely see can it. I can barely see it. It's like Luke with Darth Vader at the end uh, of Return of the Jedi when he's, um, like, redeemed himself or whatever, and behind him is, is Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon kind of looking like 
with like sad faces that they finally turned uh, Darth Vader. So try to text that to you. We'll see if that works. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's kind of cool to see uh, some some fan edits of those at least. But um, I just really like him in this movie, so it's one of the one of the higher marks that I did like. So, did you have any other? Oh, okay. We're kind of getting towards the uh, kind of getting the long episode here. We're about eight hours recording time. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you have any other notes you really wanted to to hit on? So, so yeah, I've got some that I can uh, blow through here. So, after I saw the ellipsis thing, the crime Ooh. against uh, the English language. Yep. Um, I typed in my phone, opening crawl, four dots in the ellipsis, fuck this movie. Um, and I thought that would be all I needed to do, but there was a second time. Um, there's a point in the movie where Jar Jar Binks uh, says, oh, sure. excuse me? And I said, again, fuck this movie. Throw that in there. The, uh, um, the P- Piusa uh, part when the uh, animal farts near him, um, I really didn't like. Yeah, no one did. Yeah. No one did. Um, so I also noted that canonically, g- taking it, you know, episode one through nine, taking it in that order, uh, I guess chronologically is, is the better word or the correct word. <sighs> Look at me murdering grammar all over yeah. again. Don't um, yourself. But uh, Darth Sidious slash Palpatine shows up before any Skywalker does. Oh. Because so, we mm-hmm. see him uh, like talking to the, is it like the Trade Federation? Like he's talking in the... Uh, hologram type things or is he walking with Darth Maul he shows up I, he shows up yep yeah I you <laughs> like, know Steven, I can't don't ask me, I, I don't want to remember this movie I, I, you know I, I I didn't write it down um sometimes I write where a uh, scene took place but I did not for that That's one right. but I I want to say that it was when he was um as a as a, just uh uh I guess Palpatine uh as a what a senator before he mm. becomes chancellor oh yeah, yeah yeah um I thought he I thought he had a scene with uh Amadala, but yeah, I too. You're right. I think maybe it was like a, a Darth Maul scene before. Yeah, I don't they, know. they have that nice nighttime stroll in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, the city has a character in that that scene. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really lovely. They're holding hands. What? You know, as, uh, as Sith lords are meant to do. Palpatine and Maul. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't see it below the robes, but they're holding hands. Hey, girl, I've brought you to Lover's Lane here just to ask you if you would do a favor for me. Just shoves his head down. He's a sacked bitch. <laughs> suck it long, suck it deep. Um, yeah, what else you got? Uh, R2-D2 is the first hero character mm-hmm. from the original trilogy to show mm-hmm. up, uh, again, canonically. So... Um, that's weird too because like he's there's something like different with his design but i can't quite put my finger on it i think maybe he's like too new like yeah. the, the white on his like the white paint is not like scratched up yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. so i think maybe that's it um uh so <laughs> i made a note that uh uh where it's like the scene we meet anakin uh and he's like hanging out with padme and they're talking um kind of off to the side Jar Jar is playing with a. Uh, it looks like a. a, a it's like a, a symbol, like a drummer's symbol, and he picks it up, and there's, and uh, Anakin says, oh, yeah. "Hit it on the the head or something like that," and it turns into a droid, and it like kind of ex- extends mm-hmm. up from the bottom, and you can see its body, and then it kicks Jar Jar in the nuts. <laughs> I'm like, 
I yeah. like that. Okay. <laughs> that, that seems about, seems about right. Um, There's so much kid humor in it. It's funny, right? Like, yeah, he really did lean into that. And I don't, I, I've heard him say like, it's a kid, kid movie. And I'm like, no, I, I guess like, yes. But like, why like poop and fart jokes in it? Like that. It's yeah, so it's weird. weird. Garbage. Yeah. Put him in garbage. I get it. You know? Right. <laughs> but uh, poop and fart jokes are just too far. A little bit. Um, Darth Maul, uh, obviously he is, uh, the actor who portrays Darth Maul is Ray Park, who yeah. is a, a stunt man who got that role. And, uh, for whatever reason, they overdubbed his voice with, uh, Peter Serafinowicz, oh. who is the tick on, uh, the Amazon prime show. And also he, he's in guardians as, uh, yeah. the, the first guardians movie as, uh, uh, the guy who says they're a bunch of assholes mm-hmm. or a-holes or whatever. He's the, the Nova Corps officer there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I remember hearing that he, I guess, had voiced Darth Maul in Solo. Hmm. But, and he, I guess he was invited to the premiere. But then they had, uh, I guess, uh, what was his name? Sam, Sam Witwer, mm-hmm. uh, he, who's an actor. But he provides the voice of Darth Maul in the, um, one of the Star Wars TV shows, hmm. like Rebels or Clone Wars or something like that. Yeah. And I guess they wanted for continuity's sake to just like have him provide the voice for it. But yeah, Peter Cero won it. Also, Ray Park was, uh, I can't remember his name, right? Toad? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. From, from X-Men. X-Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what happens? Was it? You know what happens to Toads when they get struck by lightning? Same thing. They that- disappoint the audience. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Same thing that Snap. happens to everything else. I think that was a Joss Whedon line. I still don't. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> no, normally when they have people like punch up a script, they, they'll punch it up a little uh-huh. bit, try to make it better. This was just like punch to the side. Yeah, right. Like what was the alternate line? Exactly. This was the one that Don't won. get electrocuted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess cool. so. Um, uh, okay. I've got one that uh, I'll come back to. Okay. Uh, don't let me forget. Uh, if you do, I'll never forgive oh, you. Oh, wow. Um, Add to the list. Yep, uh, <laughs> midichlorians. Uh, yeah, midichlorians. Make their their appearance here. Um, we're all just gonna gloss over that. Uh, we we know none of us like that. Um, oh, Stephen, mm. Jedi Council. Oh yeah, Yaddle up in this bitch. We got her. She doesn't do anything or talk at all, but she's yeah. There. And that's a problem in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. when you have a female Yoda, you let her speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, also, there's a uh, another alien that makes an appearance uh, in this bitch. And, uh, Stephen, I'm going to text you oh, yeah. photographic evidence of this um, bottom left whenever that picture shows up. And you likely have heard this before or seen this before. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I was looking e. for him. also up in this bitch. Awesome. Yeah, I saw it, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. There were so many different uh, of those pods for the senators that I, I was like, mm-hmm. I was going to look for them, and I, I can't remember where they are, so I didn't, I couldn't see them. So I'm so glad you sent that. Yeah, I totally just awesome. happened to uh, to catch it. Um, Kira Knightley plays a larger role mm-hmm. in this movie than I thought. Like, I thought it, she was just the uh, the body double, like, toward the end or mm-hmm. something like that. But no, she's, like, she's in it. She plays like, the she, queen I think most of the time yeah. that we see the queen. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It, it was hard for me. It's probably because I wasn't paying attention, like I was taking notes on my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't keep track of, like, who knew uh, Padme was the queen. Yeah. Like, 
and who thought she she was just a servant or or or, or whatever yeah. but like I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to invest that much time in into that shit. They did a, um, I, I do like Padme's designs a lot, too. That's one of the things I've always really dug, her dresses and her hair and her makeup and stuff. But that makeup with the uh, the white face and the two red dots and, like, the that's, like, the red mm-hmm. upper lip and the just the line in the center down, yeah. I've always just really dug. But also when you see her, there's something about um, the way that the lipstick does that that it makes it look like her bottom lip is being sucked in all the time to me yes and it's, yeah. it's really jarring but like at first it glance really i like it and then i'm like it looks really weird but uh i do like the idea that like for the most part all of our handmaidens do look very very strikingly similar to her and that no one would really know because they only see her like in full queen garb i think it's kind of a cool uh idea for a, a society that elects very young women to lead them um mm-hmm. And then, like, that's the way that they can kind of get around that so she can do what she needs to do to get shit done, sort of. Yeah. Because she's mm-hmm. in the mix of it. Like, she wants to be in all of it, you know, to, to get stuff done. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. I think we should do the same thing here in America where whoever the American president is, regardless of gender, race, uh-huh. whatever, they wear full juggalo makeup. <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it. Oh my God. I just totally pictured Trump surrounded by four other Trumps, like, guys that look just like him. But to him, of course, he just found them on, like, you know, Santa Monica Boulevard or, or wherever mm-hmm. those places are in California that people hang out and do those things. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he just has them surrounding him, and he always is in juggalo makeup, so you never know which one's the real Trump. Oh, my God, right. <laughs> it's amazing. It's beautiful yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's destruction of the human mind. I love mm-hmm. it. And, uh, unfortunately enough, it does make sense it uh, really in 2020. Fits. In 2020 America, our president wears juggalo makeup. Like, if he came out and just like them, and was like, I've been a secret Christian the whole time. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> no, no, no. Can't do it. Um, so oh, I also made a couple of notes here. Um, uh, these are bad, but I will read them because yeah. I typed them. Uh, and I, This is at uh, the Duel of the Fates scene mm-hmm. um, where uh, Qui-Gon and... Uh, and uh, Obi-Wan are fighting Darth Maul. I wrote, uh, Qui-Gon is a Qui-Goner, and Darth Maul <laughs> gets Darth Mauled because um, they both die. Uh, at least Qui-Gon does. Uh, Darth Maul eventually comes back yeah. in the uh, expanded universe, like Star Wars TV shows or, or uh, cartoons. I also made a note that uh, Boss Nass, the Gungan leader, mm-hmm. um, who looks like... He looks like a, he's a, a totally different race, but I guess he's just like... Uh, uh, or a totally different species of of, of mm. whatever. Yeah, but he's, I guess he's one of them. He just got his ears pinned back, and he's uh, green and swollen and everything. I put uh, Boss Nass looks like one of the Mucinex boogers. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they were doing like uh, who knew, right? They were doing like easy uh, early CGI testing for uh, those those commercials mm-hmm. through Star Wars. Yep. Um, yeah. Wow. George Lucas was like, uh, I really like the Mucinex boogers, but if we could uh, combine it with one of the uh, roaches from uh, the the Raid commercials, that'd be great. That'd be, great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you totally know. Uh, I also, whenever you uh, search him, uh, whatever I did on Google and uh, images, the third one is a uh, a gif of him doing one of his like <laughs> that he like shakes. God, that was so uh, weird. That's so weird, but yeah, it's a pretty good gif. I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, I do find myself doing that a lot at uh, Olive Gardens, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> I'm never going to an Olive Garden with you. Why? Uh, I'm not doing fun. it. I can't. We'll, we'll get infinite breadsticks. <laughs> I'm to sit there and I'll make you stare at me. <laughs> if you don't want to do that, okay, that's fine. But uh, remind me to, to uh, take you to Circuit City sometime. Uh, I got some, some shit I got to show I you. I just imagine sitting across from you just staring at me in the face as you push breadsticks whole down your throat mm-hmm. one yeah. at a time. No chewing. Let's play a little game called Can You Take It? <laughs> One in the top, one in the bottom. <laughs> you go have to get it like meet in the middle. It gets like stuck. You have to go get X-rays. It's just a series of breadsticks end to end throughout your intestines, like all just trying to work their way through. Why? I, I believe this is the first instance of human human centipeding <laughs> breadsticks I've ever seen. <laughs> Damn good, man. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and then uh, it looks like the Sith rule of two is established here, or is that mm. in the expanded universe? Because they mentioned yeah, it know. in this, but I wasn't sure if that came from EU stuff that they just brought into this, or I think or this was yeah the first uh, canon that I remember of hearing about that. But okay. yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, the thing I want to double back to yeah, yeah. is something that I had done. Um, back in 2003 that I didn't even realize was related to this movie. Um, as we'd been going through and doing the Star Wars rewatch, I had suspected, but it wasn't confirmed until this rewatch. So um, I used to play in a metal band, mm-hmm. and we had recorded a, uh, a four-song demo. And on our, our last song, it was called Bitter End, uh, of course, you know. Sure. Has the word end in there. You end with it. Yeah. yeah. Duh. Okay. That's how the music industry works. Okay. <laughs> they fuck you coming and going. You know what? I can't even get into it. But at the beginning of that song, uh, because I was the DJ sample guy, mm-hmm. I played some audio from a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Didn't really fit the context of the song at all, but it was just like how we played it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I came up with it at practice and people liked it or whatever. So I just made it part of the song. So when we recorded the song, that was part of it as well. But there was a part of... I'm so intrigued. Uh, I guess Sidious is... Right? Because Palpat- Palpatine is yeah. Darth Sidious. Uh-huh. Okay. It's uh, Darth Sidious. Uh, <laughs> he says... He says, You have been well trained, my young apprentice. There will be no match for you. And then the music kicks in. Love it. Uh, right there. Um, again, does not make any any <laughs> sense with the context of the uh, the lyrics of uh-huh. the song, but I I guess you know from the music kicking in. Okay, sure, but uh, but yeah. So I've got a, a weird tie yeah, to that's this interesting. movie. So and you weren't even a Star Wars fan. No, yeah. no. It was just the thing. I was like, I don't know what this is from. Whatever. It's two thousand three. Who gives a fuck you about got it anything? On Napster or something? <laughs> yeah, LimeWire. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> I don't know what era that was all in. Oh, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I do have some weird mm-hmm. ties yeah, to this yeah. movie. Uh, so, therefore, it's my favorite Star mm-hmm. Wars movie. Yep. Uh, episode 1, uh, 13 out of 10. Oh, uh, wow. Go check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. I do feature hev- heavily in it. Um, I Okay, I'm the second head. Uh, <laughs> Greg, get, Greg Proops is the one mm-hmm. alien head. I'm the other, speaking gibberish which is just how I speak most of the time anyway, yeah. uh, as you know from listening to the show. 
Well, no, just kidding. This movie sucks. Fuck this movie. But uh, <laughs> it's not as bad as I expected it to be. So I think we're going to hold off still to to do our reorder of, of what we think post watching all the movies for the uh, rankings of Star Wars. But for this trilogy right. alone, do they pretty much go in order for you? One, two, three and, and what you like, like uh, worst <sighs> to best. Man, you know, <laughs> honestly, because there were so many like there there were scenes in this movie that I enjoyed more mm-hmm. than episode two. So honestly, I would put this above episode two. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like episode three does more stuff to get to where we need to be mm-hmm. in episodes four and on. Yep. That I might like that one better. But I think the action scenes here are the best of the trilogy, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. But I guess taking the movies as a as a whole, I think. It's like two, one, three. From uh, worst to, to best. worst to best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. I can get behind that because I totally agree. I think that this one is uh, I had way more fun. I think there's a lot better scenes than episode two. Like mm-hmm. episode two really was bad in my like. I know we just watched it, but like I already forgotten a little bit, like my memory of it, mm-hmm. and like just in general liking it over time or not liking it. I'm like, yeah, I just don't really hold it in high regard. But you're right, three does yeah. do some stuff at least for the plot. That's good, and and I like that uh, uh, Padme gets more like action scenes mm-hmm. or more stuff to do in episode two. But as a whole, I think it's just a a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hold up as well. Yeah, for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. I think three. Did have some really cool parts in it, but overall for me, I might actually place one at the top. I might be two, three, one. I could actually see that yeah. now, you know, rewatching it. Because there's enough cool things in it. Darth Maul alone is just, he's like, Grievous is cool. Um, Dooku, I've always just been like, whatever, I guess, about. And then after, again, that Bladed Media YouTube series, when he was like, Darth Maul should have just been the overarching villain, like, at least the. Yeah main one we saw fighting and stuff throughout this trilogy that would have just been so much cooler like imagine yeah. episode two with with darth maul instead and how much that would change things you know it'd be just mm-hmm. a lot neater but um given what we got or whatever um i had a lot more fun with this one than any other ones and there's a there's definitely mm-hmm. a huge shot of nostalgia for me in this um, yeah of my age when i liked it and grew up with it and everything and that i, I definitely did like this one the most out of the trilogy over time mm-hmm. And watching it now, I was like, it kind of still stands for me. I was surprised how much I actually dug it. So, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. It, it is not yeah, it's different than I, I thought it was going to be. But <laughs> yeah. um, I'm glad it's over. Uh, I am too. I, look, I, I'll, I'll go back and rewatch this movie eventually because I do want to watch a a uh, I want to watch it in chronological okay. order, mm-hmm. including, um, you know, like Solo and uh, Rogue One yeah. and everything. Just you know, get a different experience out of it. I think it's be worth it. Yeah. Like we did mm-hmm. this nunchuck order. We did the, I honestly looking back on it uh, again, because of the overarching story that we know now in rise of Skywalker. Um, I like it kind of either the way it was released. So the mm-hmm. original trilogy, then do the prequels, then do the sequels or, uh, watching it in chronological, I think would be pretty rad because now, you know, it's like an overarching story. It's like, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool to see. Palpatine pulling the strings like even um, everybody always jokes about this movie being uh, it's like a, a, a simultaneously a kid movie but also a movie about trade negotiations 
And it's like, mm-hmm. it's always been like such a silly thing, but looking back on it now, I'm like, no, this is the rise of fucking Hitler. Like this is how Palpatine <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. manipulated everybody behind the scenes and very specific ways to get the outcome that he wanted to be nominated as the chancellor and then take over everything. It's pretty fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And trade is kind of how that happens in re- real life. You know, like that's mm-hmm. like, it seems very viable. And, um, I, I honestly even forgave it for all of that. I was like, watching this movie with the context of Palpatine's journey and what he is doing was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, now that I know where everything is headed, it's like, uh, it, it, it's a little more viable as a plot to me. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that kind of surprised me too. I feel like they need to go back and fix the opening crawl, obviously, for the ellipsis, you know, the, totally. the actual. Uh, crime against humanity there. Uh, but they also need to add that uh, uh, Senator Palpatine uh, w- was really into watercolors, but everybody thought his watercolor work sucked mm. and he was pissed off about it. <laughs> Ellipses. <laughs> Leads, yeah. And then, the, the, yeah, I like that. that. Leads That's into a good addition. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it really sells it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if they had like a, a small scene in this where he like, had a mustache or like he was deciding about it and he took mm-hmm. it away. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been kind of nice, you know, just to really mm-hmm. hammer it home. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they went with their own version of it, you know, and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a separate story. It's not our world. And yeah. uh, I, I liked, you know, overarching story. I like what they've done with it. They could also have a, uh, an overdubbed line. Whereas he's like walking away angrily. He's like, now to find my friend Jojo Rabbit. Ooh, another crossover with uh-huh. Scarlett Johansson. There you go. Wow. That Brent, we're just the host of a, a humble podcast. Yep. We're making these connections everywhere. So I don't know. <laughs> Brent's got that crazy ass board with the red strings, and he's pulling <laughs> it all together. Doesn't any of this make sense? <laughs> well, did you have anything else to say about episode one today? Hell no. Yeah. It's been a long discussion, <laughs> but uh, it was a good one. I, I feel like I'm really like hammering home that this is this movie's an abomination uh-huh. upon humanity, but it was really it was okay. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah, as far as a bad movie goes, it was alright. I wonder you seemed uh, a little more like annoyed by it in the beginning, if not like uh, outright hatred, you know, I don't think that was there, but um annoyed by the watching of it and stuff, but um Hopefully, you know, our, our discussion kind of helped that too. Like, honestly, like, I don't know, had I watched this and not talked to my nephew Christian right beforehand, I think it would have gone drastically different for me. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like you get a little different context and it kind of changes things up a little bit. So mm-hmm. at least it's something that, you know, we can look back on and see the good parts, the good times. Yes. I think the, the pacing of the movie is okay, but it is a very long movie. Yeah. So that pace just goes on for such a long yeah. time. It's just like uh, it's a lot to sustain ready for this to be with over. just like punctuations of cool moments, and then a lot of else yeah. is just like walking around and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a, it's a pretty significant chunk of time that basically they escaped and they their ship was just shot, so they land on Tatooine, and then they're like all that stuff. Even though there's like the pod racing is in there within there, and they're finding Anakin, and he's like the chosen one and stuff. Like it's it's a pretty good chunk of time that they're just walking around making deals until they get him freed. And they leave, right. you know, like um, that really could have been truncated a lot, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, but it is what it is. And, and for the most part, mm-hmm. it's all right. It's uh, it's not great, yeah. but it's all right. 
and uh, we all we survived. Yeah, and we're here. You know, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, and you can contact us by email at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. You can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at Stephen Fisher 22, and you can follow Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. Brent, I finally made it through without stumbling. <gasps> that was nice. Oh, I can tell by the reflection of your window that um, none of that was recording. Uh, so you just, if you want to take it from the top. I haven't been recording this whole time. We're Oops. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> or are You're we? a real eight-hour episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, next week we don't have any plans that we can announce yet. Right? We're going to be in the next Tarantino movie. Oh, okay. Okay. He's been sitting here the whole time. He keeps asking to look at my feet. <laughs> like, dude, all right, come on. Chill out a little bit. Do you have a, uh, a good Tarantino impression you could throw in there? No. I can't even, like, think of what he talks about or what he sounds like right now because we're, like, two and a half hours legit recording into time uh, right now, and uh, I have no idea. It's uh, it's kind of like if you gave Beaker the Muppet a shitload of cocaine. Yeah. That's kind of what I hear his voice as. Okay, you cool, know? yeah. We can all imagine yeah. that, I think, pretty well. <laughs> blood Um, well yeah we'll uh, just join us next time you guys are always here every week as we Mm -hmm. are of course because you're super fans um, to this Mm -hmm. super show so uh, thank you for joining us again for some more Star Wars talk we didn't know how this was all going to play out but for some reason Mm -hmm. we still keep digging our graves watching all these movies and uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So maybe we'll have some more in the future. I, I do think I want to revisit the uh, the rest of the prequel movies and, and Solo and Rogue One as well. So we'll see how that plays out whenever we get a chance to watch those. Right. Who knows? But join us next week. And uh, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Stephen, I got to know. Mm-hmm. In our off-air conversation before recording, you had uh, mentioned, you know, you've got some Coke there because we're both kind of woke up later than normal yeah. today. Mm-hmm. You need a little bit of caffeine to get yourself going. I myself a fucking cup of coffee, bro. Oh, yeah. Fucking tea. Yeah. Suck my D, you know what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> um, but you had mentioned that you had Coke, and I said, even though... You know, it's liquid, you know, Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. You're still going to chop it up using credit cards, snort it up. Ha, ha, ha. We all had a good time. We laughed for like 15 minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight. Yeah. It was super funny. You had to be there. You had to be there, really. <laughs> but, you know, I wonder if there's, you know, since there's a, uh, you know, these liberals, there, there's a war on straws now. You can't have straws, uh-huh. okay? You have to have a, you have to have a, 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 a license. You have to register your straw, yeah. okay? Trying to take your straws away. They're trying to take Obama. Mm-hmm. I heard him. You know, yep. the the current administration. Thank God, and there's only one God, but thank him, Trump, that he tapped that got Obama's phones, yeah. and he was going to put in a call to have all the the plastic straws taken away. Mm-hmm. But look, these sea turtles have had a good life. Yeah. Okay. They're they're out there swimming while I have to stay here. <laughs> And, okay, sure, is it generational wealth I'm raised on? Okay, yeah, maybe. But how come I'm not a sea turtle, yeah. I guess, is my thing. Anyway, we got to take these sea turtles down. Oh, wow. <laughs> that took a turn I did not expect. 
<laughs> no, look, uh, I think we're all trying to transition off of plastic straws if mm-hmm. we can, you know, doing our, our part. But, you know, the, the paper straws aren't great, but, yeah. you know, I don't want to see any animals die because of, uh, of humans, yeah. you know? When I joked earlier in the show about somebody ashing a, a cigar on a chihuahua, I feel bad for that. But the chihuahua's okay. It's wearing a hard hat. I forgot to mention that. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's canon now. That's good. Amanda would stop listening to the show immediately if she ever listened. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but, well, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that um, I'm just surprised that you, uh, you know, you're a big turtle fan generally. But yes, yeah. um, maybe you're so much of a fan that you want to be one. And so, yeah, you don't accept that they're in the world. You know, Americans, and by Americans, I mean humans. Uh, got to take over the world, kill all the animals right. one straw at a time. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got dark. Um, no, the the reason I brought up all that stuff is because I wondered if there was a you know the the plastic straw market is down. Mm. So I wonder if maybe there's like a, a marketing meeting at the the world's largest straw manufacturer where they're like, okay, okay. So straws for drinking. Going, going the way of the dodo. Okay, okay, okay. So here's what we. Do. So what if we have alternative marketing, where uh, we we market to the cocaine crowd? Okay. So you still you still and 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 we market it like 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 uh like uh like so uh like we we market it as if as if we're going after uh you know coke as in like Coca Cola, but instead it's really it's really uh you know cocaine. But you know you can you. Do it both ways, so you can have like a, a, a straw, and we just have a, a bunch of like tiny straws. They're like I don't know toothpick size, um, but they're not they're not pointy. They're like uh, you, you, they have holes in them. You drink it up, and so um, anyways, you can um, you can take it and you can just go up there and and uh, you, 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 you film the commercial, you go on the screen, and and, and uh, then you're just like okay, so here's here's the, here's the bitch. Like you know you know how you need straws for for coke. You, you can also use it for coke, and then do you have a straight uh, screen? pops up it says straws for coke and then there's a winky face and then you know uh you get somebody up there but you know i, I you know it's, it's just it's just it's a marketing opportunity i you know I, I stopped carrying paper money i guess is my problem but you know so i need i need something where i can i i, I you know not that i have a problem or anything but you know just in just in case i did you know this is just a, a solution for it i was trying to to uh take care of things but anyway totally i'm just i'm just speedballing here I mean, skateballing here. <laughs> I think that this could sell. I think this is a good marketing campaign. I think that uh, sometimes whenever, you know, uh, markets are changing, you need to do uh, new strategies. Do, you know, think outside, outside the box. Mm-hmm. Think inside yeah. your nose. <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I have seen in, in the movies when people do the cocaines, they use like a mirror surface. Uh, to like chop it up on but uh, mm-hmm. you, you just use your phone and I wonder with the advent of phones is that like a thing people uh, use them as a uh, cocaine substrate to snort off of seems like that would be probably. the case probably I wonder if they like specifically turn on the camera and do it mm. to where it's like in selfie mode just so you could see it just so they have that <laughs> maybe it's just like something they think is part of it I don't know I like that and you imagine like them coming down yeah but it's recording <laughs> yeah. them instead of like the mirror but they like mm-hmm. have the nose like come right down and snort that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this could be uh, this is the new TikTok video. It's mm-hmm. gonna take everybody by storm. It's gonna be uh, cocaine selfies. Mm-hmm. Great. 
Uh, call it Coke Toke. Coke Toke. Got it. <laughs> TM. That's ours, guys. Uh, LTAS yep. 2020. <laughs> Vote for us. All right. So whenever we do the Star Wars episodes, we always use a sync word from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as I was watching the, the movie in multiple viewings, because it is episode one, um, <laughs> you really just got to pace yourself I did that getting through this thing. Uh, I got to what I thought was close to the end of the movie. I was like, you know what? This movie moves at a pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I, I pulled up the time. So I had an hour and 15 minutes to go. Like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And you'd already been watching it for two hours and 15 minutes. What felt like an eternity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I kind of did because I kept having to uh, go back 10 seconds multiple times just to be like, did they have the audacity to do or say that? Yeah. And they did. They did. They just did. I don't time. know if they didn't know better or what. <laughs> if he's like, oh, I'm Star Wars. I can do whatever I want. Wait, this was the best take he had, though? This yeah. is the one he shows. <laughs> you had to like, yeah. uh, okay, I got to watch that again. Got to watch that yeah. line. We'll fix it in pre. <laughs> Wait, what? George, Wait, what? come on now. We'll fix it in the storyboard process. It's totally uh, fine. I don't think that's how it works, man. They'll fix it in the sequels. Right? Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't fix together seamlessly. Mm. <laughs> Back to my lily pad. <laughs> but the, uh, the sync word I came across is a phrase uttered by a Gungan soldier in, before the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever they see the, um, mm-hmm. the droid ship's... Yep. Uh, unload their their army, and uh, a Gungan soldier with a catfish like mustache says to Jar Jar Binks, mm. "Ouch time." So the sync <laughs> word is that's right. Ouch time, and yeah, I was like, "Wait, did he say <clears throat> something in Gungan that just sounds like ouch time?" But no, I made yep. the effort to go back, turn on the subtitles, and see that it actually said ouch time. So. Again, this is a choice that was mm-hmm. made. This feels like something that could have been fixed in post, but mm, something was not. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or it could have just been left out altogether. But, yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. <clears throat> yeah. Ouch time. Right. That's also what's going to happen on the show today for everybody's ears. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Guaranteed. So, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's that's uh, Brent's promise to you guys. Brent's warehouse. Do we have suits? <laughs> I don't know. Come on in, though. Do we have mediocre podcasts? Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. (laughs) Hours. Hours worth. (laughs) Up to episode 100, then they're good. Yeah. Absolutely. I forget about that. We're actually good now. Yeah, we're good now. I keep forgetting. How could you forget? Uh, How could you possibly forget? (laughs) Being an active participant in the show is, uh, Mm -hmm. it's looking behind the curtain, and guys, it's not pretty back here. Yep. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's the giant wizard. Oh, what's that behind the curtain over there? You open it up, it's the wizard just like sitting on a toilet. Oh, no. With his his uh, perineum exposed. <laughs> he just doesn't know how to use it. He you needs know? that patch. He needs the patch. Needs Get that. that tape patch. Yep, he needs that patch. I know patch. a guy. Hook you up with a discount. <laughs> that's right. Of zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you got that zero dollar discount? Hell yeah. Fucking sweet. The so L-Tas you know, you word. The, yeah. Right. <laughs> you got that taint patch money, you know? 
Damn straight. Yeah. Rolling uh, it. Yeah, so anyway, let's uh let's sync with ouch time on All three. Right. All right. Yeah, loosen up. There you yep. go. Zip. <laughs> I just got to right. get comfortable for the show. <laughs> That's right. Nothing sexual, guys. No. I just, I need, I need to be uh, free to run fast. If I got uh-huh. too fast after That's this, right. it could be a fire. Who knows? I mean, the, the way this show is going, we're on fire already. I think it's hey, fair to say. yeah. <laughs> Both of us are tired, currently yeah. wiping the crust out of our eyes. Pizza crust. Yeah, this show's this show's really good. Uh, as we ash a cigarette that neither of us smoke <laughs> yeah, into it. Right. <laughs> I just light it. I use it like incense. It's good. I just it helps clear the throat. Mm-hmm. I just walked in front of my face. People walk into my house like, oh, is that Virginia Slams? <laughs> yeah, it's the mint one. Whatever could, that is. I could, uh, yeah, I could see you doing Virginia Slims. Brent doesn't play by any rules. Mm-mm. No, that's right. Especially when he non-smokes smoking devices. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and uh, matter of fact, because you know I'm a little bit, uh, I get a little bit squirrely. Mm. People call me Virginia Slim Shady. You know, <laughs> I've heard that. I yeah. have heard that. Um, uh, common nickname for Brent in high once. school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One time somebody came over. Uh, they were just like coming by, like when you and Amanda were here. Mm-hmm. They're coming by just. Uh, part of our HOA, Homeowners Association, just come by to see how everything was doing. I had to rap battle them on the spot. Your HOA is crazy. Mm-hmm. No, like, I I lost. I lost, oh, but damn. I did try. You did see the effort. I immediately started sweating. Yeah. And uh, th- was there a pee stain that showed up on my crotch? Okay, sure. You can't prove it was mine. <laughs> Somebody else pissed my pants. Officer, whose pants even are these? Do we even know? <laughs> Yeah, that's right, because the police showed up. They arrested me on my property for losing the rat battle. America 2020 is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this was very recently. Yeah. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was earlier this year, 2020. So, mm-hmm. yeah, January 2nd. So we yep. all remember where we were. Yep, the day that Brent mm-hmm. lost that rap battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some say the second day that music died, but, you oh. know, whatever the case. Whatever the Whatever the case. I just find it amazing that, um, you know, given your uh, proclivity, I think is a word for you, for hip hop, mm-hmm. um, you lost to that woman because she was about 82. Yeah, but she was like real deep into the old school, you know? Oh, okay. Deep cuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, she was, well, I think it's fair to say jiggy with it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, really, maybe she grew up during that time, you know? I don't know. I, still in my head, like an 80-year-old woman is, is from like 1920. But I think at this point, an 80-year-old woman is, I don't know, I was born in 85, maybe like 1975. It'd be 19, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I I just lose track past when I was born. I don't know anything happened before then. I don't know if anybody can prove time existed. So somewhere in there probably, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying time time changes. Yeah. That's canon. That's El Show canon. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, time is whatever you want it to be. You were born in 1975. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) Yes, right. <laughs> but my point is, she would understand the culture. Maybe she right. could pull out some good rap battles because obviously she did. So, yeah, she's down with it. She had a what I thought was a um, a switchblade knife. It was just one of those uh, switchblade combs. Oh you know? shit, those are dangerous too, though. But yeah, I was intimidated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. Also, she had some lipstick on her teeth, and I was like, oh, 
she crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is a so. good sign for crazy. Yeah. I so. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you gave it your best shot. Maybe. I wasn't there. I mean, I was, but I blocked it out of my mind because I was afraid that I would view you in a different light because you lost a rap battle to an 82-year-old woman. Yeah, as soon as I uh, even tried to open my mouth, I, I opened my mouth and uh, it was just like dust coming out like in, uh, what is it, like uh, The Mummy or whatever. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, you and Amanda and Brandy all turned around and uh, you didn't really move. You were still in my like entryway, mm-hmm. but you guys just turned around and you did the the blinders yeah. on either side of your face just and so you wouldn't see any of it. We didn't talk to you for a full day after that. Yeah, yeah. I know. As is custom. Uh, even though I, I went to jail and they gave me my one phone call, mm-hmm. I was on the phone for three and a half hours and n- none of you said anything. Yeah. Um, and I had quite a, a queue lined up behind me, but... Right know, right is. at the end. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> but which one was it? Who I don't knows? know. <laughs> I'll find out one day. <laughs> that was all we could allow, you know, allow to be told to, to talk to you, so... Mm-hmm. I know. And it's not just the three of you. My dogs were there, too. Oh, and that's true. Yeah. I'm not going to rule them out. Maybe they were part of that. Yeah. Part of that tootin'. <laughs> part of that tootin' common, bringing it back to the mummy, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think King Tut, he uh, he farted around one of his, uh, I don't know, his, uh, his servants or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they both farted at the same time, and it sounded exactly the same? And he was like, hey, I guess we have that toot in common. <laughs> and and that, that guy was buried with him, right. even though he wasn't dead whenever the other guy died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you're coming with me mm-hmm. for yeah. that joke. Right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> and I think that did happen. I think that is, uh, that is history. That's not even canon. That's history, folks. Britt just laid it out. There'll be hist, there'll be hist, there'll be history. Yep. Yep. Uh, so anyway, sneak word. Huh? What is that from? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Man, said that's it. That's from something. Just, Fuck. My brain moved on. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm, that's already way past. Yeah. That's all right. Man, we can sneak it know. up. <clears throat> yeah. I'm ready. Okay. What's our sneak word? Ouch time. Ouch. I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. You know, we just had to get this 10 minutes uh, bullshit out of the way. And now we're, f- we're feeling loose. We're feeling yeah. alive. Your balls better. are out. I mean, right. <laughs> we're all ready to go. <clears throat> he can't see them, guys. He just knows. I just know. Yeah. 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 All right. We've recorded in the same room before. I know. I know That's the process. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So on three. One, two, three. Ouch time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you went the real Gungan on. route. I did. Oh, Opa Gungan style. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you got me. That was good. L P A S 